All right. Welcome back. Woo! Another exciting episode of Long Winded Spiel. Episode 52. Hey, uh, Sorry for the long wait, everyone. Not like you were actually waiting, but... Sounds it, like a couple people were. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you were waiting, I do appreciate it. My apologies. And if you had no idea that we haven't even posted a new episode, then uh, fuck you. I was going to say, shame on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess that would have been a better way to say it. Shame on you. I like the way that you went for the gold on that. Yeah, I went for the throat. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this, for is a, sure. this is a UFC podcast, dude. So, exactly. You know. Exactly. So, uh, hey, everyone. Uh, episode 52. Uh we're going to rock this fucking uh, UFC fight card 235. Isn't that right, Mike? Yes, sir. UFC 235 <clears throat> in Vegas, headlined by John Jones versus Anthony Smith. It's in Vegas, this one? I think, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm actually 98% sure. I, I didn't know. I wasn't sure where exactly Actually, where it was. I'm 100% sure on that because I almost went to this card. Oh, really? Actually, I almost went to this live event. Oh, shit. Uh, I came real, real fucking close. What happened? Why didn't you go? Uh, nobody else wanted to go. Shit, that'll, that'll do it. Well, it wasn't that. It was going to be a reward, a little bit of a subtle prize for winning the fantasy football thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have a co-teammate on that. Yeah. And uh, being it was going to be a couple days around the person's birthday, we were going to take him to Vegas. And, uh, There's a lot of moving pieces. And it's just, exactly. Yeah, and you know I got how you, being man. an adult is and you know schedules and it all that sucks. stuff. <clears throat> no, not really. But, yeah, you know. It's, Some days. Depends. Yeah. It really Actually, does. Actually, dude, not to get off topic, but speaking of being an adult, I was talking to my cousin Jesus Ramos, Ew. shout out to my my boy Jesus Ramos, love you primo. Um, he sent me a picture of his wedding day, and I was his best man. And um, I was looking at that goddamn picture, and I was like, dude, I was twenty one, and I was just like, dude, like that was so long ago, right? Ten years ago. Fucking <clears throat> it was ten years ago. And he said, yeah, and I, my first response was, dude, we were kids, man. And the funny thing is that he and I, I mean, we kind of grew up together, even though we didn't live in the same city, but I would always visit every summer. And I said, remember the days when our only concern was watching the newest movie that was coming out? Ugh. Like being so excited that, oh mm. my goodness, this movie's I, – I remember when the first Deep X-Men – Deep Impact was yours? No, no. no. Oh, okay. I, I was just <laughs> trying to think of a 90s, uh, early 2000s. I remember when the first X-Men movie was going to come out and uh. Jesus and I were fucking like, dude, weeks out, we were just giddy. A couple of schoolgirls, just giddy, couldn't wait. Yeah. Anticipation was killing us. Ended up watching that movie twice in the day that it came out. I don't know, man. It's just you, you saying that. I was like, dude, I, I know. Like that. Those are the days, you know. Like our only concern was just skateboarding, having enough money to buy us a, buy ourselves a cheeseburger and a soft drink, uh, and watching the newest movie. It was fun, fun times. But um, fucking a. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail the uh, conversation there. Uh, UFC two thirty five. Let's get back on track. Now. <clears throat> so, Mike, dude. Uh, definitely explain to the listeners, as of late, all the hard work you've been putting in with all this research. Uh, yeah, as of late, I, the last, I'd say, four or five cards. I mean, uh, some of this this lull, if we tie that in uh, from the Long-Witted Spiel podcast, uh, has allowed me to do some real uh, deep dives on the last four or five fight cards. Uh, basically, what I've been doing is taking the some odd 24 to 26 fighters, uh, all the fighters that are on the prelims, the early prelims, the main mm. card, all that and I'll basically watch uh, their last three fights uh, leading up to this fight, uh, or their, their their upcoming one. Yeah. And basically just to get an idea of where they were, what their story is, uh, any sort of analysis that mm. you don't get from the numbers or from like a Vegas odds or yeah. um, or just from anything from personal opinion that you might have missed from a fight before, uh, say if you've, you've seen them, if you're, you know, 
uh, familiar with the fighter, like everybody's familiar with John Jones, for example. Of course. Or of course. Tyrone Woodley. Everybody has an opinion about these guys. Uh, so it's, it's real easy to not necessarily watch film on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been really disciplined uh, spending my pretty much 12 to 13 hours on my days off from work. Uh, and going on the UFC fight pass and just really putting in the hours, man, and, and doing deep dives on, on each individual fight uh, that's been on the last four cards. Mm-hmm. And it's been really paying dividends um, with DraftKings, with betting, uh, overall accuracy, and just with fight game knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, if you extrapolate, like I was explaining earlier, 23, um, or excuse me, 26 fighters, three fights, uh, you know, it's some odd like 78 uh, fights some odd like that mm-hmm. uh, that I'm watching per card times four cards I mean it's some odd 300 fights that I've watched in the last like you know five weeks damn uh, alone so it's it has been a grueling uh, grind I would yeah. say but very beneficial mm-hmm. and uh, yeah hopefully it pays dividends for the listeners uh, if anybody happens to listen to this and Put some money down on any of these fights. Yeah, dude. Um, I feel like I'm ready. Well, this is this is where that expression "putting your money where your mouth is" comes dude, into play, sir. So there are some spots on this card, man, that I am going to be putting my money where my For mouth sure. is. Uh, For sure, man. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm definitely excited. Um, it's dude. It's actually a stacked card. Like I haven't been <sighs> more awesome. excited for a fight card. I haven't been this excited for a fight card in a very long time. Uh, the Connor and Khabib. Connor and Khabib. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. but there's only. There's only really two fights. It was Connor versus Khabib, which was the main event. The co-main event was the second one that I was excited for. And I couldn't even tell you who else fought that night. Not Derek me. Lewis fought, I think, against that Russian Derek guy. Derek Lewis made, made his, uh, that la- late uh, third round KO. Yeah, like okay, so that was a good fight. Yeah, but that this was is, a sick heavyweight yeah, fight. Yeah, man, Absolutely. but there's a lot of fights on this card where I'm just... Okay, I think you can argue that at least three of the fights on this fight card could be the main event. 2,000%. You know and, I mean? and they would be... They would absolutely be fight night main events. I yeah, mean, exactly. Maybe, but, maybe not all pay-per-view main events, but definitely fight night ones. Let me just... Uh, Zabit. Uh, Jeremy Stevens. That definitely would be a fight night main event. Fight I'd night watch main that. event. Johnny Walker versus Misha uh, Serkinov. Dude, I've been riding that wave. Dude, the Johnny Walker guy, man. Johnny Walker. When he crashed on the scene, I was like, that guy's going to be something special. Dude. Uh, even Mickey Gall has been known to, to headline mm-hmm. fight nights before. Yeah, it's true. And he, he looks like he's going to be um, uh, the second or third fight midway, you know, midway through the prelims. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this card is just stacked throughout. Absolutely. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of up-and-comers on this one. Some, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of... What I've noticed in this fight card uh, is there's a lot of heavy-handed people mm-hmm. versus people that can take you down and grapple the shit out of you and or submit you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that, yeah, you know, the Tyrone Woodley versus Kamara Usman. Yeah, yeah, Woodley yeah. can throw bombs. Usman's going to try to take you down and grind it Guy out. Guy can throw heat, man, that's for sure. Askren versus Lawler. Yeah. Same yeah. sort of scenario. Zabit versus Jeremy Seedens. Yeah. Same sort of scenario. You know, there, there's just a, a, a lot of that. I mean, even in my opinion, Johnny Walker versus Serkinov, it's going to be his only ass, uh, avenue to success, um, Misha's, uh, that is, is to try to take Walker down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of this. I, I'll be excited to see how Johnny Walker does on the ground. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Johnny Walker is a uh, a prospect in the 205-pound division. Uh, he's Brazilian. Six he, six. Six six moves six. like a welterweight. Move, moves like almost like has Connor like fluidity. Yeah, in his very, very just like what Mike was saying, very fluid. 
motherfuckers doing like backflips and shit in the ring, and it's just like, how are and... you doing that at your at your size? He's just he's just a big dude. Um, yeah, and he's very confident. And he just fought what three weeks ago, a month ago. Just just fought in November. Uh, and no, no, he fought recently. He fought, he fought the last uh, two well, fight cards ago. I, I know he fought super recently, but the the fight, <sighs> in my opinion, was was kind of bullshit. Like the guy that he was facing didn't. I mean, you could just tell he did not belong in that ring with him for sure. But uh, I know he, he knocked him out with the spinning back fist. The spinning back fist, and it was right after like a heel kick or yeah, something like that yeah, to that a spinning back fist and it yeah. was it well, was well to to his credit that guy was also supposed to be a, a prospect he was also undefeated he was but i mean if you just looked at those two fighters yeah, no, like fair, one fair. guy it's like one guy's fucking very talented and then there's somebody like a Johnny Walker or well, a John Jones <laughs> Johnny Walker was like hanging had his arms over the cage in the yeah. beginning of that fight and like, like not even caring barely came off the fence when the ring started yeah. like he was like okay fine i guess i'll get off this fucking ring and knock this yeah. guy out and then did uh Okay, so you are right. Uh, November, the November fight I was talking about was uh, Roundtree. That was an amazing elbow knockout. That that's the one that really got me going on this yeah. guy's hype train. Uh, but you are right, Ledet, uh, the guy that he fought, was uh, in February, just a couple cards okay, ago. Okay, for sure. So two thousand percent accurate. Um, so I like that because he's gonna. I mean, there's two well, things. He barely one, sweated in that. That's what I'm saying. So like he like that that fight jitters is not there. He feels more calm, knowing like, hey, I was just here a few weeks ago. The only the only thing I'm worried the only thing I would be worried about is just his hydration. Like, how much weight did you cut? How much weight do you have to cut? Right. Are, you know, are you walking around a lot more? I mean, dude, he's in shape. He looks like a lean person at that. Yeah, with, you that's know, fair. Uh, I'd just say in general. I'd say maybe. I mean, dude, I don't know. I'm speculating again. here. He probably doesn't walk around too far off that that uh, that two hundred five pound uh, weight limit. He's probably around like two twenty five. I was gonna say. You know, I don't. The thing don't is, know. all I see him is see him in his uh, in camp or like at fight time so yeah. like when i call him a lean person i don't know exactly what he walks around at but he balloons up to 250 we're like holy just based shit. on how he's he moves 25 around, dude, though, dude. He, i mean he's a young kid based on how he moves around in the ring though mm-hmm. he seems like he doesn't walk around that heavy That's he fair. just seems like he's light on his feet That's like fair. that kind of fighter yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah and so i mean he's got a lot of youth behind him too so that's gonna help dude he's only minus 140 Right I'm now. going. Um, yeah, I actually made a little. I made a nice chunk of change on betting on the under, and I actually told our boy Trevdo about that. I was like, "Yo, dude, Johnny Walker betting on the under. You should bet on him because he's the underdog in this one." So, I don't know what you got the un- what line you got the under on, but the inside the, the under was is- uh, the under. I forget exactly what it was, but it was plus like one seventy five. If dope. I remember, that's dope. and it was a round and a half. And I was like, "Yeah, it's definitely not going out of the first round." Like this, just I watched. I, I know the other guy. I don't know him, Surfing but I watched. Yeah, I just. He's a very good boxer. He's a very good boxer. And I just thought exactly what happened in the opening rounds. I honestly thought Johnny Walker's kicks and his just random striking, very unorthodox, is going to be too much for him. I didn't see him knocking him out that fast, I'll be honest with you. But that opening like hook kick or wheel kick thing that he landed with, right. that was almost exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this guy is a professional boxer that got into MMA this guy Johnny Walker though is just a complete, just all around. I'll throw anything at you, yeah. and I'm super athletic on top of that. Well, have you seen the guy that he, he's fighting Serkinov against? To share, yeah, he's like against, a he's uh, like a Russian guy that strangles everybody, right? Is he like a, a submission dude? And he'll he'll blitz you with the strikes too. <clears throat> like he comes forward just blitzing. Uh, like he doesn't have. I don't know enough about this guy. 
I'm, he well, he got fucking uh, KO'd against Ozemir when uh, when he blitzed him in like thirty five seconds, forty seconds. Okay, and he just just came forward with strikes, just just with with that. He just abandoned all regard from any technicality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that against Johnny Walker, he's gonna circle out and counter and just fucking knock this and just drop. Probably, him. yeah, and probably. Ozemir dropped him to share up, got him down to the ground, uh, and just flat out TKO'd, TKO'd him once he uh, flattened him out, got his back, and TKO'd him. Uh, yeah, there's just there's going to be a huge gap in athleticism, a huge mm-hmm. uh, gap, in my opinion, in, in power, yeah, in um, confidence. <laughs> the UFC did not do uh, Misha Serkinov any favors by by uh, subbing Johnny Walker for Ovin St. Pru because this is a short notice fight uh, where he hasn't had a lot of time to watch film on Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. Most of his fights ending early. There's not yeah. that much out there of film. But it's like, dude, preparing for a fight in Ovin St. Preux, yeah. where all I have to do is grind you out and basically take your will from you and avoid some early power shots, mm-hmm. kind of like a round tree. Uh, the strategy is so much different, and the advantage is so... I mean, you got to be feeling a lot worse about your matchup scenario yeah, if you're yeah, Misha yeah. in this scenario. That's very true. I mean, I just kind of feel bad for him. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was, I was telling Trevor about this, man. I said... Uh, I really think Johnny Walker is a future of the 205-pound division. I, I know that's it's still really early to say that, but every now and again, dude, like there's just like a, a guy that stands out, and there really is no one mm-hmm. else in the 205-pound division. The two, I mean, that the light heavyweight division hasn't been very competitive in a while. But with that being said, this young kid, Johnny Walker, at 25, 26 years old, super athletic, knocking everybody out. Mm-hmm. His striking, in my opinion, is isn't a traditional Muay Thai boxing or kickboxing. It's just, it's it's a, the next evolution of just mixed martial arts. It's just like, he doesn't have a specific style. You know, he's just very fluid and just random. And I don't know. I, I really, I see him fighting Jones one day. I see him fighting Jones the next couple of years. And I actually see him possibly knocking Jones out. Not knocking him Ooh. out, but beating him. I see two guys fighting Jones and possibly beating him. I see, um, well, three now. Uh, considering that Jones was talking about going to two, uh, to heavyweight, but uh, I'll, I'll get to that. I see Johnny Walker mm-hmm. uh, having a really good chance of beating Jones, and I see Israel Adesanya moving up to two hundred five because he's a young guy. He's like, like twenty nine, thirty, but he's not going to be able to make one eighty five for his entire career. And he's already talked about moving up to two hundred five. And was one thing that he's really good at that Jones is kind of okay at striking. Right. Strike and he's longer than Jones. He's got more experience. His ground game is coming up. If he fights Jones in two to three years, Jones is at that point to be a little older. Israel will finally be in his prime, mm-hmm. and I see him beating Jones. I really do. I see Israel, Johnny Walker, and the third guy that happened recently is uh, Francis Nagano. I think Francis Nagano. I think Francis Nagano will eventually be light heavyweight oh, champion shit. or be the heavyweight champion. Um, I recently saw a video, and I actually was calling this before this, uh, before what I what I what I saw. Um, there was a video with John Jones and Naganu, and they're both around the same height. Mm-hmm. But Naganu just like he's just he's a fucking big dude, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's two sixty, man, mm-hmm. at six foot five. Like that's a big fucking guy, and he Monster. cracks. And I Super just athletic. don't see how Jones, even Jones, putting on an extra 25, 30 pounds. I don't see how Jones outside of wrestling, but. I mean, if you give Nagano a couple more years, man, his wrestling's going to come up too, and I just don't see how Jones can beat somebody like that. How old is Francis, do you know? Uh, it's like in his early 30s, maybe 31, 32. 
Because heavyweights tend, their bodies tend to, to break down a little bit. Yeah, but they also, like, heavyweights tend to age better than the, the rest of the pack for some reason. I, I, I know that sounds counter, counterintuitive, but it, it, I just, you, you, it's like a trend where, like, there, there are a lot more heavyweight champions that are older than there are um, lighter uh, division fighters that are champions as far as, like, uh, like Stipe Miocic. So you're saying, like, like the, the heavyweight division is an old man's game. And it kind of is. It kind of is. I, I hate to say old man's game because it puts, like, a but negative. Makes, but I see what you're saying you know, on, on what you I know see what I mean? you're saying. Yeah, it kind of is, though, because I honestly like I the, think it's because the heavyweights, because, like, they really can knock each other out with one punch. Right. You know what I mean? So it takes so the experience. It kind of does. You know, uh, the experience and the youth kind of gets trumped a little bit when you get cracked by a guy like Naganu. You know, like if Jones goes up to fight Nagano, he gets. I don't care how creative and how fluid you are. If you get hit with one of those bombs, man, you're you're on Queer Street. You're you're, you're hurt. You know, you're gonna he might knock you out. I mean, dude, he cracked Cain Velasquez and Cain Velasquez popped his fucking knee, and yeah. he blamed it on the knee. I'm a huge Cain Velasquez fan. And I'm gonna be honest. That night that I watched that shit live, I was like, oh, it was a knee. It was a knee. He didn't get knocked out after watching that the next day. The breakdown, yeah. Yeah, he got he got. He got yeah. knocked out for a moment. For a second. For a second. And then the body, and, yeah. body gave and, out. Dude, I truly believe, I hate saying this, but that that is one of the reasons, the reason why I really believe that is because to this to this date, Kane's camp has not come out and said exactly what happened to his knee, which tells me one thing, that there isn't anything wrong with his knee. Oh. Like, if there, if there was something wrong, don't you think the camp would have been like, Oh, he tore his MCL, I mean, or he did go, this. Right? It looked like it went. It did look like it went, but don't you think just to kind of save his his uh, his credibility, his namesake, his his um his um, like you said, uh, his credibility. Yeah, yeah, like to, just to kind of like save or that even that, his future fighting. Uh, yeah, exactly, stock. or just to make an excuse for that matter. Well, don't right, you think like they would have been like, oh, hey, look, he actually tore something, or he tweaked his knee, or he sprained post, something? They would have the MRI, dude. They would have done. I mean, every fighter that ever breaks his arm during a fight and loses, what's the next thing they do? Post, Here's post my the fucking X ray of my broken yep. arm. I really, I mean, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I, then again, I hope he didn't hurt his knee because that means he'll be out longer. I was going to say, you just yeah. said you were a big fan, dog. Yeah, right. I fucking hope he hurt his I knee. I hope he did. That motherfucker better of. Yeah, right. Fucking... That sounds so much better than him actually getting knocked out. No, um, Sorry, I don't know. That's just, that's just my thing, man. That, that's, that's my take on it. But yeah, those are the three guys that I see beating Jones. I see can beat Jones. Can, can, and actually have a chance to beat John Jones. Well, I, I feel like that just. Scratches out our Anthony Smith discussion. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he could too, man. I just, I don't know. He's a. We'll get that. Should we just dive in now? No, Actually, how, how did you want to? I mean, because how did you want to uh, go about it? Do you want to go from the bottom up, top uh, down? You know, that's what she says. But you know, <laughs> uh, well, we've already pretty much gone over Johnny Walker. I, I, there's just a bunch of fights on this card that I would like to talk about, and I'd also just like to get for for yeah, fight. just uh, just just start wherever you wanted to really talk, like wherever you had the most info that you wanted to break down. Well, let's see, that's out. Uh, real quick, I just want to touch on uh, Diego Sanchez versus Mickey Gall. Oh yeah, uh, because I think Diego Sanchez is passed over the hill, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that he's very susceptible to knockout. Now, Mickey Gall striking isn't necessarily what it isn't not, not what it used to be, but Mickey Gall. Isn't really known for his striking, right? He's a submission guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diego Sanchez, highly ranked in the jiu-jitsu game. Uh, I forget exactly what belt it is, but he's a fucking... He's a black belt. He's black. I want to say black belt jiu-jitsu artist. Yeah. Uh, granted, Mickey Gall is extremely good at jiu-jitsu. Like, 
people have talked about him in the jujitsu world as like pound for pound up there recently. I've, I've noticed some interviews where, uh, as of late, where he's been highly touted uh, as his uh, ground game being severely underrated. Yeah. Granted, I don't think that's where this fight ends. I think Mickey Gall uh, has been uh, critiqued on his striking, and I think the UFC is feeding him a fucking a goat uh, to a T-Rex right now mm-hmm. because Diego Sanchez has no more chin. Uh, you practically breathe on that guy from what I've seen in his last few fights, and mm-hmm. he gets knocked out early in the first. Yeah, He comes in blitzing, and then a fucking any sort of right cross comes through yeah. anything anything that lands in the pocket uh, and he's going night night and it's not from guys that are necessarily known for having high power so it's yeah. it's not heavy hands it's not mm-hmm. credible knockouts it's not oh shit he ran into something or got caught yeah. it's oh shit his chin's gone yeah so uh, for those, those reasons I've got Mickey Gall here uh, very decidedly I know he's a minus 270 favorite uh, Diego Sanchez plus two fifteen. A lot of people might be like trying to take the old wily veteran, and I, I get that 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 odds. he's such a big underdog, man. He's Diego big, Sanchez, such a big, big underdog. He's big at two fifteen. There are better spots on this card, folks. Is all yeah. I'm trying to tell you. And Mickey uh, Gall has been uh, working with Mr. Schilling in his fight camp. Yeah, uh, Joe Schilling, I want to say. Uh, yeah, here in L.A., I think. Yeah, just really been putting a focus. All I've been hearing out of that camp is just how they've been wanting to showcase his improved hands. Yeah. And in my opinion, this is the perfect opponent to showcase hands and get a knockout against. Dude, I, I, I agree. Um, I also think Mickey Gall's going to win this. I'm just surprised on how big of an underdog Diego Sanchez is. I thought it'd be a little bit closer. See, based you know, on the film study I've done in the last... It's looking one-sided. It, it looks like it, this should be yeah. a farther gap. And based on what I've seen now, I maybe yeah. I, I I just I see Diego getting outclassed the first couple of rounds, but he has a he has an act to of winning the last like round or two. You know what I mean? Like he just. But he also has know. an act of not getting there anymore. Yeah, well, dude, I don't know. Did he get finished? He won his last fight, right? Uh, I think he is coming off of a win. Hey, we're gonna I think we're he won by decision. Uh, but also, he beat a guy that nobody really knows. Yeah, he beat some guy named White. I mean, he's he has lost three of his last. He's won two of his last five, lost three. Uh, okay. And in those he those two wins, they were by decision, and then those three losses, they were first round knockouts. Okay. Yeah, man. That's um. And one of those knockouts was to Joe Lozon. I remember that one. Yeah, dude. Uh, there's a good chance Diego gets stopped in that first round, or at least by the second round. I, I kind of see Mickey Gall going out there and just smothering Diego with his, his pressure and his submission offense. Um, but I do like what you're saying. Is I didn't even think about the striking, but he has been training with Joe Schilling. So. And he's, a, he's, he's a tall gonna, guy. I think he's going to go for that. He is definitely the taller yeah. fighter I saw on the stare down today. anyone that you should be able to let, let your hands go on, it's something like Diego Sanchez because you don't have to worry about the striking. You really don't. He's, and he's, just, he's just craziness when yeah. he goes in. He goes in there like a wild man in, in the early rounds, dude. You counter him co- easy, dude, in my opinion. Yeah. Not easy because, I mean, he's a professional mixed martial artist. Yeah, he's still, he's still, he'll still, still outbox a lot of people, but just I, in that level of fighter. And, exactly. Uh, in that, that caliber level, of fighter, exactly. then, yeah. No disrespect. No disrespect. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but so res- I, I, respect to Mickey Gall and all yeah. he's been doing. And yeah, so you see Mickey Gall first round TKO? 
I see, yeah, Mickey Gall, first round TKO, or punches that lead to a submission. I but I, I see, I don't think he shoots. I like the punches and submission one. I, I like that. But I truly don't think that he shoots on Diego Sanchez based on that jiu-jitsu background. Shit. I think that gives him an out. Dude, I would... Or he might be just too too arrogant in his own jiu-jitsu skills, and he might he might try to do that. But I, based on all I'm hearing, mm-hmm. I really think he's going to try to uh, land strikes in the first couple rounds and try to yeah. prove that he can finish him on the feet. Dude. It's a hell of an opponent to do that on. That's a big name. So Mickey Gall, Diego. Okay, what's the next one on that card? All right, so that's that's uh, that's that one. We already we already did Walker and Misha. So who who do you got in the Walker and Misha fight? I Walker <laughs> Walker is my fucking lock of the century on this dude, one, dude. He's, he's a fucking uh, yeah. He a, is, I see him fighting for the if he stays healthy. Doesn't get fucking into problems, you know, stays Dude, wanting to evolve. I see him being a future champion. The fight to end inside the distance is minus 600. So the line the line that you got at plus 170 on the under yeah. at, at one and a half rounds yeah, yeah. is a sick line. That's sick. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, after that happened, I think it was Kenny Florian or John Anik said, uh, they mentioned how he was an underdog in that fight. Yeah. And they said, he probably won't be an underdog until he fights somebody in the top five. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so happy I jumped on that when I did. Nice. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Well, he's he opened at minus 190 uh, as an, uh, excuse me, as an underdog against, or excuse me, as a favorite mm-hmm. against Misha. But the, mm-hmm. the line has moved to minus 140. Damn, so people are betting on Misha, huh? Now, I think this is a strategy. A lot of sharks like to do this. They like to put a lot of small bets on the other guy to try to uh, manipulate the line a little bit. Now, Ooh. come fight time, I think... Uh, like, aren't they me, just the, throwing away money by doing that? Sort of, but you can do like a bunch of $5 bets, $100 bets, and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of money coming in on that fight. Yeah. So $100 bet here, $100... Not here, a shit ton of $100 yeah. bets up to whatever amount of money it is. Yeah. But then you drop a hundred grand. Once you've manipulated the line on the on the line at minus one forty, if you got a good read on something, yeah, it's cost effective. So Damn. a lot of sharks. Uh, I mean, I don't know too much about that to be speaking on it. Like, I don't I don't know it fluidly. Yeah, but uh, I have heard of, of people doing that to manipulate lines, and I think this is a scenario that that is happening because the, all this money coming in on Misha and moving the line. From minus one ninety to minus one forty. That's still uh, good, man. I'm still gonna throw some money on Johnny Walker. Dude, that's even better. That's better odds. Yeah. Than, you know, minus well, one. That's I'll not take bad. minus one forty over one ninety. Yeah. So I mean, that's a good I, fight too. I'm actually uh, five fans. I'm actually putting a hundred dollars down. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I hope you guys. Got <laughs> I don't that. think. I don't think the mic picked that one up. <laughs> well, I farted. <laughs> So, uh, but I am putting a hundred dollars on this fight, oh, for um, sure. specifically on Johnny Walker. Um, yeah. So I got, he's, he's my, he is my fighter of this card to, yeah. uh, be the lock of the card. Well, I guess John Jones would be the easy one on that, but I mean, that's everybody's fucking Yeah. Layup. All right, so one. my my pick of the, my pick of the card besides John Jones is. Your, your lock of the card? My lock of the card. Uh, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. For sure. Yep. Especially at the odds of one, minus 140. That's pretty fucking good. Right. So for those of you that don't know, um, aren't necessarily aware on how that works, um, whenever you're minus 140, that means that obviously you're the favorite to win. So in order to win a dollar, you have to bet a dollar 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously if it's a, a plus 140, then you bet a dollar and you win one a dollar 40. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. 
So just just to kind of let everyone know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So um, if I bet one hundred and forty dollars on Johnny you win Walker, bucks. then I would win a hundred bucks. So yeah, I'm basically betting about a hundred bucks to win about eighty, something like that. You hear them? You hear them, yeah. motherfuckers? And I don't really bet, dude. I usually do unit betting. So this is one where I'm actually getting Smart. out of my comfort zone. Smart. Um, because I feel yeah. this is a good spot. Dude, I've been playing super loose. I I, I told uh, uh, Trevor about this. I try to cash out with my uh, with my online uh, betting app, mm-hmm. uh, my betting account, and uh, because. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that, but Michael is... <laughs> I wasn't expecting the encore, dude. <laughs> I was holding it, but then when you said, I don't know if you can hear it, I got competitive. Oh, my God. Like, oh, they're going to hear this one. Oh, shit, that's so funny, dude. I shit myself. That went zero to sixty real quick. Oh fuck! That was this, funny. Uh, Derek made me a French press. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, it's 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 doing its magic. Oh uh, shit! Don't worry, they don't smell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Anyways, Johnny Walker, he's gonna win. <laughs> that completely derailed me. That was fucking funny. <laughs> That was good. Oh, dude. Um, uh, anyways. Ah, shit. I was going to say. Um, let's move on to the next fight. Fuck it. Oh, my God. That's too funny. All right. So that was next, Johnny. Next fight. All right. Uh, so Johnny Walker, lock of the card, besides John Jones. Uh, the only other person uh, on there that might even be more of a lock, but she's on the UFC Fight Pass prelims, is uh, Pollyanna Viana. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to take the, ra- the reins on this one. I don't really know either of those fighters. She's just a, a, a national champion jiu-jitsu oh, shit. Uh, okay. person. She's a finisher. I've seen her finish fights yeah. in the UFC already against Hannah Cyphers, uh, who's a very a, a much smaller, much less athletic version of Atisha Torres. Okay. Um, with that sort of skill set, gotcha. Um, but less less talented, less power, less athletic, mm-hmm. and the personality of Marla Hooch uh, from um, that baseball movie. Um, with Julia Roberts and Tom Hanks. Julia Roberts and baseball movie. Oh God! A League of Their a Own. A League of Their Own. Julia Roberts wasn't in that movie. Not Julia Roberts. My bad. But <laughs> <laughs> don't look. Don't listen. The last twenty seconds. Don't listen to any of that. She's got a very dry personality. I'm assuming. All right, but if you knew the main Marla, chick? no Marla Hooch. What a ball player. The one that they had to zoom out on because. She was not good looking. Sorry, girls. Well, what what actress played her? Was she the main chick? I don't remember. She was the one that did karaoke. Oh, I don't remember. She was like, it had to be you, you, you. I don't you. remember. The movie was great. Wow, you're really making me out, making me out on the limb here, dude. You're reaching on this one for sure. Mala Hooch. <laughs> Mala Hooch. And I'm gonna Google. I up. cannot think of the of the. I cannot picture the face, but I know the movie. So, uh, Madonna's in the movie. Yes. Rosie O'Donnell's in the movie. Yes. Obviously, Tom Hanks. Um, the little Julia kid Roberts like, is not. She's not in the movie. Uh, Mila Hooch, what a ball player! A League of Their Own, ladies and gentlemen, watch oh, yeah. the movie A League of Their Own. Well, Damn they, good they've movie. They've seen it. I hope so. I if hope. you haven't, do yourself a favor. I mean, if you haven't seen Marla Hooch, Tom Hanks' greatest performance. Just kidding. All right, 
God damn ads on YouTube, dude. Oh, They're damn fucking it, dude. Up the podcast. Fuck it. Well, anyways, that person is just not very good. Gotcha. Right? This is a real long, long version of uh, uh, saying. Of uh, a fight that's on uh, the under undercard. Yeah, the under <laughs> on uh, UFC fight pass. Gotcha. Hannah Cyphers. Uh, she's going to get subbed. I gotcha. So, All right. First round, second round? You know what? Second round. Second round. Uh, she is very tough and gritty and everything, and it might take her. She might be able to stuff some takedowns. But uh, I would take the under in that card inside the distance for sure. Uh, but those are those are my locks okay. for sure. All right. Uh, so that's who's that the next fight on the undercard? Is it only just one on the fight pass? There's supposed to be two, but uh, Marlon Vera and Frankie Signs actually just got canceled. Why? You know? I actually don't have the info on why it got canceled. They got canceled today. But yesterday. That, oh shit! I was gonna say, Marla Hooch is batting right now sorry folks i'm that committed to showing derek who the fuck marla hooch is but uh it yeah that other fight on fight pass did get canceled so i'm i'm guessing there's only going to be one um on fight pass so oh shit okay i i, I know what you're talking about now yeah marla hooch yeah. sorry fight fans if you might have to fast forward through that last part of the <laughs> podcast but anyways um yeah the next fight uh, I believe that's on... There's one more. There's uh, Alex Perez versus Cody Stamen. Um, it's kind of a boring fight between two wrestlers. Okay. I, I see that fight uh, going to a, a decision. That's going to be a stand-up fight. A stand-up fight where both people are going to be trying to take it to the ground, but yeah. and neither guy are that effective uh, in the striking. Uh, it's a plus 250 uh, to go to a decision. Um, so I just kind of see that being somewhat of a stalemate. It's, uh, wait, it's plus 250 to go, to, to go all three rounds? Or excuse me, excuse me. It's plus two fifty to to finish. Okay, I was gonna My say bad. I'm fucking going all in on that shit. My bad. My bad. My bad. All of all of my numbers you got me, here. Dude, I was about to jump on my phone right goddamn now. And lock I, I that in. I sorry. Okay. My, no, it's so plus plus two fifty if it, it finishes early. inside oh, the you. distance. So there's two and a half you see to that one happening? that it finishes. Yeah. I don't see it finishing. I mean, there's there is some chance. I mean. I like that bet a little bit more than I do say like you know uh, minus uh, two ten to a decision, you know. Fair. Um, Fair. So if I were to throw a unit on either side of that line, I would probably just hope and pray for a finish somehow. Yeah. And some yeah, guy yeah. gets caught in something and gets rocked to a you. submission, but uh, I would just pretty much punt uh, on that fight altogether. So that's okay. what I think we might do on this podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, now we're getting in. To, to the, some real, the prelims, right? The, well, we're already we're in the prelims, but now we're getting into because we've already talked about Johnny Walker. Yeah, we've already talked about the Mickey Gall fight. Um, we did skip over uh, Edmund uh, Shabazzin versus uh, I believe his name is Charles Bird. Um, I don't know either of those guys. You want to break that down? Sure. Uh, Edmund Shabazzin is in his second UFC fight. Charles Bird, I want to say, is in his third, coming out of the UFC contender. Uh, series the Tuesday night uh, contender series from Dana White. Okay, Charles Bird is a very stocky, almost Rashad Evans, Tyron Woodley type of frame, and that sort of athleticism mm-hmm. uh, with probably a little bit less skill, uh, a little bit less of a chin, um, very similar athleticism, and probably s- slightly less power. Um, just because I have seen him land against some opponents and they haven't crumbled the way that you know a Tyron Woodley would. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely an imposing figure in there. Very bulky, very similar frame to a Tyron Woodley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he and he looks he looks explosive, uh, explosive. explosive. But uh, Edmund Shabazzin, um has is a lifer. 
Uh, I've seen interviews with him as a fucking nine-year-old, uh, taking, going to tournaments, going to jiu-jitsu tournaments and winning them, um, and knowing that him and his teammate were going to win them. And he was planning on uh, fighting at this weight class even at that age. Um, he's been dreaming of this. He's been dreaming of the UFC his whole life. Uh, I want to say he's undefeated or only has one loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely a prospect. And uh, in his UFC debut, he fought a similar opponent, a common opponent, to uh, Charles Bird. Uh, he got the split decision, whereas Bird got the second round. He finished. He, he got mm-hmm. TKO'd by, by the common opponent. Not that that MMA math always makes sense or yeah. adds up. But the fights, you know, that was his first decision, by the way. Edmund, uh, this is his first time going the distance. I want to say he's undefeated, and all of his fights end in the first round. Mm. Uh, so the guy has some, some heavy hands. Uh, yeah. He's got a background in jiu-jitsu. I think he, can, he has more tools in his arsenal. And I also think that Chris Bird, uh, with all that muscle, can fade, especially mm-hmm. in the second, especially if you can weather the storm, which the guy that knocked, like I said, the guy that knocked out Charles Bird, uh, Edmund was able to go three rounds with him and weather those heavy hands. So he was able to weather somebody that was heavy hand, more heavy-handed than uh, Charles Bird. So I don't think his chin's going to be an issue. And uh, bless you. Thank you. And so I, I see uh, Bird fading and then Edmund getting a, if not an early TKO, uh, I think he, he wears on Bird and, uh, and gets a, a late second, maybe even early third TKO. All right, for sure. So that's, that's my on that. But now that all of that is scratched off there officially, we can get into some of the fucking names, dude, that everybody knows about. Yeah. Uh, not everybody, but if you if you follow the UFC, if you're tuning into this podcast, yeah. you probably know about these names. Uh, and that's Zabit Magomed Sharipov. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I said that right, but he's facing Jeremy Stevens. And this, for me, is the most intriguing fight on the entire card. Really? For me. Damn, all right. For me, um, most intriguing, the one where I really don't know what's going to happen. That's fair. That's you know, very fair. It has the most question marks. I could see this fight happening 10 times and having, you know, 50-50 outcomes. That's very fair. So I'm, I'm really on the fence about this. That's why I texted you about it, actually. Yeah, no, for sure. I um, I, I know what you mean. So, like, Zabit is a, uh, he's just a long 145-er. I see him definitely being like the future of the of the division um i like jeremy steven's mindset going into this fight though man he seems so fucking dialed in and just so in the moment and very self-aware and he said this he he had this one really cool quote um that i heard in on ariel hawani's show where he said he said he said uh we're, we're, we're all tough guys in this sport so it's not about it's not a matter of being a tough guy he said, "Because tough guys don't last in this sport. It's about being a, 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 a being a fighter that can evolve." And I'm like, "That is such, it's such like a, a very self analyzing uh, a way to look at yourself, you know? Like to kind of like, hey man, I can't, I don't, I don't need to worry about being tough. I need to just, I need to figure out why I keep dropping the ball." Because he said he went and saw a therapist. He had, um, he had suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he didn't understand why. He said, I, "I I go on these on these winning streaks, and I get to the big stage where like the next the next fight would have been like for a title, and then I always drop the ball, and I don't understand why." In the biggest so, moments. Yeah, exactly. And I was just yeah. like, dude, like there was just a very self-analyzing so, yeah. way to look at it, and there's no denying that the guy can take a punch, uh, the guy can fucking dish out a punch. Yeah. 
Like, he can put people away, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he's definitely a fucking savage. Like, he's not afraid of anybody. Uh, my only thing is that I think Zabit is very fresh, first off. And he's very creative with his takedowns and his submissions, and he's just crafty. But now, here's my thing. I saw a video of Zabit and Jeremy Stevens kind of running into each other mm-hmm. in uh, like during their, their autograph signing. And Zabit was kind of like, looking down on him and then jeremy looked a little intimidated i'm gonna be honest okay like i just it kind of stuck out to me because the beat kept kind of like pushing onto him and then jeremy tried to very awkwardly make a joke and say oh he's just coming over here to see who has a better beard so he like grabs the beat's beard and like gave it like a little brush like a little stroke and then the beat kind of like smiled and they all laughed very awkwardly and then as as the PR person got in between them and said, hey, I don't want no trouble here. Like, calm down, guys. Zabit was, like, going over her shoulder looking down on Jeremy Stevens mm-hmm. as Jeremy was looking away. And Jeremy was looking away by choice, not because he was actually walking away. Gotcha. And it kind of gave me a little weird, are you intimidated? <clears throat> are you kind of concerned? Maybe sizing him up, maybe kind of threw you off a little bit. But then again, we're talking about Jeremy Stevens here. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember the last time I saw him in a fight where he was truly intimidated. And he's been a shorter fighter in a lot of his fights. Yeah, his, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't think it's a size there. thing. I, I, think, I think it's just the the body of work <clears throat> that Zabit has dished out thus far. Well, I think that he's worried that Zabit can somehow uh, push him up against the fence. Or, I can see or that. somehow in one of Stevens' uh, attacks uh, where Stevens is pressuring, uh-huh. he circles out and then takes advantage of... Because most of his takedowns, if you notice, and most of his like really effective and creativeness is is him grappling and, and getting takedowns up against the cage. Yeah. Which, uh, that's kind of what I see happening. Well, yeah, but at the same uh. time, I mean, if, if Stevens can keep it in the center of the octagon and keep it a striking event, um, I don't see uh, Zabit having the power, necessarily. And also... Zabit is very, very confident in his game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that confidence might come back to bite him. Uh, he's mm-hmm. never been knocked out. He's been, I think, submitted once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his chin has never been truly checked. And in his four fights in the UFC, he's fought two guys that were making their UFC debut. And then uh, a couple other guys that were vets. Um, but those guys that were vets challenged him a little bit. One guy, excuse me, he had one real test that took him all three rounds. That one dude, I forget that, his name. I forget his name right off the top of my head, fuck, but he's tough as fuck, and yeah. he was putting his hands down and, and, and taking That's all That's actually the fight shots. that Jeremy was really talking about. He was saying, dude, like, I don't think Zabit punches very hard, so I don't he have doesn't. to worry about Even against the guy hurt. in his most recent fight, he was a that, the guy that he knee-barred, which was really impressive in this yeah. flashy submission, mm-hmm. he was a minus 1,400 favorite against that guy. And even that guy in the stand-up uh, was able to get into Zabit's pocket. Like oh, really? he wasn't the guy wasn't able Zabit wasn't able to hide behind his jab and use his range the way that uh-huh. he's gonna need to do against Jeremy Stevens. Dude, Jeremy lands one of those Jeremy's so good at timing punches, man. Like if you watch that fight against the Korean a uh, Wonder Boy, yeah. Superboy, whatever the fuck it's called. Who has he a chin. time <laughs> who has a chin, who took massive shots from Cup Swanson, and then Jeremy just fucking landed the perfectly placed overhand right in the first round. Which the bell saved him because mm-hmm. the Korean Superboy was going to get put away. Going into the second round, more of the same. Jeremy went out there and caught him with the overhand right again, and that was that. And that's a skilled striker that he's landing that on. You know what I mean? A much, I mean, a super talented yeah. prospect. Yeah. Uh, I would like to have seen Jeremy against Aldo go a little longer. 
Yeah, that body shot definitely I mean, dropped him. shot will do it, you know? Yeah, man. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I see... Botchniak is the guy that gave the beat trouble and took him three three rounds. Yeah. And, uh, and he really... I mean, I wouldn't even say Zabit... Zabit beat him for sure, but I wouldn't even say it was... If, if Here's the thing. I truly think... That if they if there was no time limit and no rounds, I think Bosniak would eventually beat. I think Zabit. in that fourth round, Zabit was in trouble because it was the, three rounds, right? The, it was a three round fight, and I that I, last round, Bosniak was pressuring was Zabit against the, the fuck thing. out of him against the cage. He was yeah, strikes. I say against the thing. I against can't even thing. talk. I'm fucking tired. Well, and the 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 real thing on that is this was a, a time where Zabit was trying to go for takedowns. He wasn't. Yeah, able, he wasn't right. really able mm-hmm. to secure keep him on the ground the way he was these other You're fighters. Slowly sw- <laughs> fucking. Pointing me in the direction to go towards Jeremy, and I'm liking it. I mean, I especially these. Last it is interviews. a coin toss too, man. It is a coin. There's two fights, in my opinion, which I'll get to the second one, which are coin tosses. This is definitely one of them. The Touché. other one, uh, I don't want to say it yet. Well, we'll, sorry, get we'll get there. But... Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, no, this is. You're right about that. This is definitely a, a fucking fifty-fifty. Who? Yeah, this is a tough one. It's the thing is 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 uh, here's here's one thing that I also noticed because uh, I studied this fight today because uh, I, I left most of the the main names the, the stuff that had the most film and the most opinions that were going to be on it I left yeah. to the latest I okay. wanted to really do a deep dive on the things people didn't know about yeah 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 but in my research today on this uh, I noticed that both of these fighters uh, Zabit and Jeremy Stevens allow uh, the people that they're fighting. Uh, Access to what? All right. So Zabit wants to get this to the ground. Jeremy Stevens is susceptible to getting taken down. Yeah. And is also susceptible to being kept down on his back. Yeah. For the rest of an entire round, he's capable of turning into a turtle uh-huh. that can't get up. Has he ever been submitted? Uh, that I'm not. I, he probably has with yeah. the amount of losses he has, like ten losses, something yeah. like that. He practically grew up in the UFC. Dude, yeah, he was so young. He's been. Yeah. He's fought everybody. He's fought Max Holloway. He's fought Anthony Pettis. He's fought, fought Don Cerrone. Donald Cerrone, dude, he's fought yeah. everybody. He knocked out Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah, dude, the fuck. This guy has been in there. So yeah. he's, um, there was another rangy guy that I forget that he just fought. That was a really good example of of somebody that he knocked out in like mm-hmm. the third round or something, or won a decision on. Yeah, late. Um, but he's he's been in there with everybody. Yeah. It's just uh, I do like his I really corner just like too. His mindset right yeah. now for this fight, dude. Yeah, I, dude. Uh, every interview that I've listened to so far, he's like won me over. Yeah. He's very dialed in. Um, I would like to hear what Zabit has to say, but he speaks zero English. So how the fuck are you supposed to understand what he's saying? I hate translators. Not I don't. I don't mean to say I hate them. I just don't like it because you're not really getting the passion. You're not getting like if I'm sitting here saying all this in English and I'm so passionate, I'm like really pouring my heart out, and then the translator translates it into a different language, and they're just like, he's yeah. very happy. He's excited to be here. Um, fucking Jose Aldo, you're next. Like, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just not the same. So I'd like to, I don't know. I really, really would like to know how Zabit is feeling going into this. But based off that video that I watched, it does seem like Zabit has taken this dude serious. I think both. I think both fighters are taking each other serious. I think yeah. we're going to get an awesome fight, and out of two really talented, yeah. hungry fighters that want it, mm-hmm. and and kind of like I was saying, like Zabit will take punches. Like, his striking is susceptible for people who have closed the distance on yeah. that and have landed on him. Not necessarily yeah. that flush or haven't had enough power to do damage. But that's, like, going to be the question mark in this one is, like, does Jeremy Stevens have enough power when he does get in there to land yeah. to, to end the fight? 
Because if he doesn't, then mm-hmm. Zabit is probably crafty enough and elusive enough and like weird enough yeah. and skilled enough uh, to get this fight down to the ground and win a fucking, or maybe even submit Jeremy Stevens in a, you know, a somewhat ugly event. Yeah, it could be, man. I kind of see this fight going all three rounds. There's a part of me that sees if Jeremy wins, if Jeremy wins without, okay, so if Jeremy doesn't get the knockout, I can still see Jeremy winning by just being the bully. Dude, this is a this is a pick on you know what I mean? on, uh, oh, sure. on the inside the distance situation. It's oh, yeah. minus one twenty five uh, for the fight to to finish. What's the over? So then the over would probably be like plus one fifteen. Damn. So it's pretty close to a pick 'em, dude. <coughs> uh, that's tough. So it's kind of like you know. <coughs> Excuse uh, me. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. This this fight is very intriguing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those ones where it's like heavy handed striker versus really skilled grappler mm-hmm. you know um, and Zabit's got a bunch of knockouts too um, yeah yeah, yeah he's got he's like he's actually uh, 40, in his finish, in his fights he's 41% uh, KO 41% submission oh wow so that was uh, an intriguing stat that I saw on the share dog mm-hmm. but damn alright well no matter how you cut it man it's gonna be a good fight I I, I my pick my pick is still with Zabit. I still see him out grappling and possibly even submitting Jeremy. I do see it going all three rounds, though, because I don't see him actually finishing Jeremy via submission. I don't think he... Yeah, that's like I, just I, a smaller percentage. Yeah, I, I see him out grappling, out positioning, and the moments it goes up it moment goes up to the feet, I kind of see Jeremy having moments... I think Jeremy wins a round or two. Oh, he wins a round. I think Jeremy will eventually win a round, but I don't know, man. What if Jeremy just goes out there and starches him in the first like twenty seconds? I mean, the way that he's talking, dude, <laughs> he could. and being evolved, and he like could. also with his ring experience mm-hmm. playing a factor in this, um, and uh, just a highly motivated Jeremy yeah. Stevens that could have potentially evolved his game. Like yeah. that's a scary concept. Scary as fuck. I wouldn't want to be in the ring against him right now. Yeah, go ahead, dude. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys the history of the UFC while Michael. Uh, no, I was kidding. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Uh, so Michael's gonna use the restroom, but. Um, yeah, so everyone, like I was saying, I, I see Zabit going out there, out grappling, out positioning Jeremy Stevens. I do think Jeremy is going to have moments in the fight where he's going to do very well. I do see him possibly even winning a round via dropping Zabit, uh, with one of his power shots. But I think Zabit's height, length, and just his just awkwardness, like he has like these really weird takedowns and these really weird trips that he pulls off and his timing on 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 executing those those takedowns is uh it's just i don't know man it's just it's just it's almost the timing of it's almost perfect um not saying there is such thing as being perfect but he throws a lot of people off i mean even as a viewer watching it sometimes he'll set up a, a a trip where i just you just don't see it coming and it's just out of nowhere um, that was a very fast uh, restroom dog. break there, sir. Want to give you? Want to give you? I tip my hat to you, sir. Thanks, dog. Um, but yeah, I so was listening the whole time. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, once again, my pick. I'm about fifty five percent Zabit, forty five percent Jeremy. Um, but still, I still see Zabit um, just being a little bit craftier on the ground. I think that's what it's going to come down to, in my opinion. Yeah, his his uh, his ability in the clinch. I think which were just talking about in yeah. his grappling uh and his craftiness yeah uh being able to like if he has if he's got your back and he's trying to like pick you up 
uh-huh. he forces you to to basically put all your weight down on your legs and he yeah. put, and he gets his low center of gravity yeah then what he'll do is he'll he'll get higher up on your shoulders in that same sort of body lock without mm-hmm. suffocating and he puts all of his weight on top of yeah. that stacked body frame so you really got everything on it and then he'll kick out your front leg or your right leg yeah. at the same all in one motion dude and it's just like so unorthodox but it, it works I, every time I've seen him use it, it works, dude. Yeah, like, no, for sure, man. It's super frustrating. It's not like necessarily like a finishing style move or anything, but it constantly gets these fighters off their feet and scoring yeah. him takedowns. No, for sure, which is gonna help him potentially win rounds. Fuck so. yeah, it is, dude. It could, it could definitely do that. Um, I forget which comedian said this. I think it was Brendan Shaw, but I could be wrong. But he said that Zabit looks like the hormone monster from. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> He absolutely does look oh, like a monster. 100%. From Big Mouth on Netflix, uh-huh. if you don't know Dude, who we're talking about. such a good reference on that. I was uh. dying when I heard that shit. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wanted to do the voice, too, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of a line that he says. The only, the only line that I'm comes to mind is... Are. Yeah. The only, the only line that I can think of that um, the hormone monster says in the show Big Mouth is, um, Fuck a duck. Fuck you a go, duck. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Definitely check out that check show. Check out Big Mouth, dude. Big Mouth, such a great fucking show. Um, so moving on. But anyways, moving on. Uh, this is gonna turn. We're gonna yeah, let's turn it into a cast. Here we go. All right. So next, uh, we're getting into the main event now. Uh, starting uh, for the pay per view, we have Cody Garbrandt. Oh yeah, going up against Pedro Munoz. Another Munoz. fight that can easily headline uh, ESPN Fight Night. Dude, yeah, easy. Ah, uh, dude. I mean, who who are you? Hmm. I got Cody in this one. You got um, Cody. Dust, dusting off, dusting it off, right? I got Cody. Coming off a loss. I Ooh. see him act. Dude, honestly, I don't see anything that Munoz can do that's going to pose any real threat to Cody. And that's just me not... I understand. He does try to throw bungalows from the shoulder, dog. No, yeah, for sure. For M- sure. Munoz, that is. Yeah, no, for sure. And he's a fucking stud, dude. And going into this fight, all the interviews that I've listened to, he's very... He's like, dude, I'm I'm not intimidated at all. You know what I mean? I believe him. But I believe him. I believe him. I just think Garbrandt's a different fucking guy, man. I just I really do. I just think Garbrandt is just gonna go out there. He's gonna sprawl and brawl. He's gonna I think um I think he's just gonna catch him. I think he's gonna knock him out in the first round. That's just my honest to take. I absolutely I, agree. I think he's gonna knock him out in the first round. I see Garbrandt. I see I think we see a different Garbrandt. I think we see a Garbrandt that's going to go out there and actually take him down in the opening seconds. Not to hold him down and beat him up, but just to let everyone know in the division, hey, I'm also a wrestler, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to get this guy guessing because it's the threat. The hands, exactly. Think? It's the threat of me taking you down that's going to open up that overhand right. Or that you. left hook because either one, he can knock those fuckers out. At 135, man, he can knock anyone out for right. sure, except for TJ Dillashaw. Apparently, that's uh, that's his kryptonite. That's his kryptonite, yep. dude. Uh, my I agree with a lot of what you said. Oh, for sure, a for lot. sure. Because uh, I don't think that Munoz has necessarily much to offer him. I do think that his guillotine game is strong enough to threaten Garbrandt. Yeah, especially early if he might shoot. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, if I was his coach, I would say keep it standing, uh, keep your range as much as possible. This is a much what. What I saw was Munoz being a, a very flat-footed, mm-hmm. uh, traditional stock pressure fighter. I'm going to be a tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a good chin, and Just I'm going to throw a bad matchup against somebody like him, like Garbrandt, who's, yeah. who's who's way athletic, and he throws hammers. It'd be one thing if mm-hmm. if Garbrandt. 
couldn't starch him and didn't have knockout power, but I think this is a bad matchup for Munoz. Uh, The one thing, though, um, I will say, though, is Munoz has never been stopped. Uh, I want to say he's 17-3 with uh, three decision losses. Mm -hmm, Shit. Um, don't quote me on the wins, but yeah. I will say I'm pretty sure his three lo- he has three losses and they're all decision. So, yeah. but that can sometimes be give you a little too much confidence, especially with a heavy-handed True. guy like True. Garbrandt. So, True, man. Uh, I do see a, a first-round knockout, um, but I see first or second-round knockout is what I see. First or second, I, or just I see a finish, <gasps> and I I don't necessarily. see see the way that he sets up that knockout the same way via the takedown because mm-hmm. I think that's the only place that 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 what's his name threatens yeah um, he might want to showcase that but I think that there's other fighters to do that against and in this situation use your athleticism and use your heavy handedness and find an opportunity to counter against a guy that throws from the shoulders yeah and uh, I think I think Garbrandt's gonna do it um, yeah I think Garbrandt's gonna do it I, I think so too man that fucking dude, all those tattoos. Damn it, Garbrandt. Do you, do you need any more tattoos, bro? I think he's going to use leg kicks. I think he's going to use... Yeah. Lead, I think he's going to try to chop down that guy's lead leg. Because when those pressure fighters, they just he's just going to come forward with an orthodox stance with that left left leg out there. And I think Garbrandt is going to use his athleticism early yeah. in the first round, chop that lead leg down to to take out one of the posts, and then, then let his strikings maybe finish him in the second. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, I'm going, with, going with what I said, man. I think Garbrandt goes out there, exchanges, gets gets a quick takedown or a trip, holds him down for a second, just to kind of like get him thinking about it. Totally. Get I don't know, just get him to overcommit on something, and then fuck because he's not going to be able to hold. He's not going to want to hold him down. I don't. I don't. I can't see Garbrandt being that kind of person unless unless Garbrandt sees something where he's like, dude, if he's not defending, I'm just going to smash him and then just TKO him. Then yeah, but I don't see. Munoz being that kind of fighter. Is there anything to be said for the Dillashaw effect? And when I when I ask about that, I'm talking I thought about, about that. I really did think about that, dude. Like with what happened to you know, two, two back to back, yeah, two back to back losses. Now is that Usada only, or is that Dillashaw? I think, I, I think that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know, man. It could be a little bit of both. Um, I, I, what, I thought the about that. What's the of winning if you can't beat the champ, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Maybe. I'm just playing, playing devil's advocate here for No, for, for a sure, shot. man. I, I think, uh, I think the, oh, dude, I don't know. I truly believe Garbrandt could beat Dillashaw. I just think Garbrandt is still very young and very emotional. And I don't think, I think he probably, okay, so Munoz is a great fighter and he's going to be a great threat. And if there is any effect from those two back-to-back losses from Dillashaw, I don't see Munoz being the caliber of fighter that can capitalize on that kind of mental uh, derailing, if you want to call it that. You know what I mean? Um, maybe somebody like, uh, fuck, I don't know who else. Like Marlon Marais? Fuck, dude, he would. At 135, that guy's a fucking force right now. He is. He beats D- Dillashaw, I think, I think. I think he's the next champ. I, I, I'm well, not to dude, get too off subject. I 100% agree with that you. That motherfucker is a problem in that he division. He is. He's scary. He's scary. <laughs> he's murking motherfuckers he's so, at 135, he's dude. He's so scary. I want, dude, Marias um, is, is a force, bro. Dude, he, yeah, I, I see him beating Garbrandt. I see him beating Dillashaw. I think he still knocks out Aljermaine Sterling, even though Aljermaine yeah. on his last fight called yeah. him out. Like, oh, shit, you don't want that. 
Dude, you don't want that smoke. <laughs> you don't want that smoke, dog. Nobody wants that smoke right now at 135, dude. Nobody. Dude, that motherfucker is scary, dude. Nobody. And he's shredded, too. At 135, but, I'm like, dude, are you just all muscle? Dude, he, he he's just all muscle and I don't and see bone. holes in that game right no, now. nothing. Um, he but, submitted the guy that his only form of winning was by submission. And he, I'm going to guillotine you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he landed the overhand right. Two overhand rights in a row, mind you. When the fuck does that happen? He was the lock of the century when he was on when when I was studying for that card. He was my oh, like, yeah. oh, dude, that guy's scary, man. Yeah. So yeah, so if he were fighting uh, Garbrandt right now, it'd be a no brainer. Uh, yeah, easy, and easy, even easy. before the Dillashaw losses. But I'm just saying that this Ooh, guy Munoz wouldn't be as easy, but fair. <laughs> maybe but, maybe one easy, yeah, not three easies. Yeah, that. no, <laughs> but. You know, post Dillashaw losses, with maybe if there is any mental block, uh, you know, that he's put up for himself. Marias would be a bad. That'd be fucked up for the UFC to do to Garbrandt. For sure. It's like, do you not want him to continue? Dude, yeah, you're just going to fly. Yeah, you just want to kill a career. Like, now that you say that, what what you're saying about Pedro Munoz it makes complete sense. They didn't throw him to a lion, they threw him yeah. to a competitive name. Yeah, like, hey, a serviceable. Uh, pa- Pedro can win. Pedro can win. He's he can competitive. Win. Yeah, he can submit. I, you said guillotine. guillotine. I didn't know he's that was his. He's got a. Uh, I, a did not know that. Sick guillotine. Did not know that. But uh, if you're saying that, and I I know about his brawl style. I've I've seen highlights of him. I, I know about his brawling style. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I see Garbrandt going out there, being competitive, and just getting the TKO uh, uh, within the first two rounds. Yeah, he's gotten some. Uh, yeah, some of his last ones. Anyways, not not really yeah. a noteworthy stat. So I'm not For gonna sure. say. It. So moving on. All right, nice. Moving on. So we got we got Garbrandt in that one officially. We're, we we uh, we both like Garbrandt. Uh, we pretty much agreed on everything. Are you serious? <laughs> it sounds like um, we we've subtly argued I changed about my pick. I'm going for Diego Sanchez. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god, dude. Thank you. Call. Yeah. Uh, we have we have somewhat disagreed on approaches, but not on on outcomes. I oh, think. okay, for I, sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, all right, so next up we have Tisha Torres versus Weili Zhang. I don't know who that Weili Zhang chick is, dude. Now, she impressed me, Derek. Yeah. She impressed me. And I want to Tisha Torres, dude. And like, now, and now I, I think that's that what... No, exactly. Now, I think for namesake, that's yeah. what a lot of people are going to do. But, dude, let me just show out a, a couple of stats that might, might help you out on this one. Mm-hmm. 17 and 1, Zhang. That's pretty good. Her, guess when she lost. Her first first fight. First fight ever. 17 and 0 since. Merking girls. Ladies. Really? Merking them first round. Merking. And what in what organization? Okay, yeah. Not a lot of names that uh, she's been merking. Like, what, not what, a lot what, of names. What country? In China. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So I go back to my original pick. I got Tisha Torres. I'm just, I'm kidding. All right, but she did just I'm beat, kidding, uh, China. She did just merk Jessica Aguilar via submission in the first round. Oh shit, okay. So wow, okay. a notable win there. Yeah, no, for and sure. that was one of the fights that I watched, bro, and looked and she had her bloodied up. She had Aguilar really? bloodied up before she subbed. First her. round? Fucked her up. Damn. She you got looks, five minutes to work in the first round and she busted her up she that. She busted bad? her up and subbed her. Bloodied. She, she would have she would have done more good. if that third person wasn't in that goddamn octagon. She would have, man. She, she would have been like, I would have taken her eye out. I would have fucking. Well, she's very nice. She seems very disciplined. I don't know. She's you know, but she's from the country of China. I'm telling you, man, athletic frame. She's going to be just as athletic as Tisha Torres, mm. uh, but a little longer, a little longer frame for that weight class. Mm. Uh, good, ath- good athletic, crisp striking, uh, strong clinch game. Well, okay, uh, what's, very what, strong what, what's her clinch. strong suit? Is it clinch? Very well rounded. Very well rounded. 
good. Me, like I was trying to kind of trying to say, like very crisp, well, good striking, mm-hmm. strong in the clinch mm-hmm. against a UFC vet like Aguilar. Uh, good, uh, always attacking to try to go for a finish. Um, dude, a lot of things that I really like about this person to be a yeah. star, a potential star in the UFC. Now, she's got a real test here with Tisha Torres. Yeah, dude, Tisha Torres is no fucking joke, man. Like, I would say Tisha Torres' best attribute is her counter-wrestling into um, uh, like her top position. Right. She's very strong in that top position. I wouldn't say she's a good wrestler, but she's a good counter wrestler. Like it's hard to get her because she's so short. She's know? so short and strong and athletic. And yeah. most of the girls she faces, like, but her striking isn't that great. Though. Her striking is short, T Rexy. Mm. You know, not she, you're not gonna. She hasn't really hurt anybody yeah. per se with the hands. There's a lot of volume. A lot of volume. She looks good. She looks like the more athletic person, which looks good to the judges. But if you get up her up against any sort of actual fighter, yeah. that's a girl. She, you know, she has a lot of holes. You know, yeah. a lot. Um, and I love her, dude. I, I'm a big fan of hers, of Tisha. Um, big fan. Okay. But what I saw um, in in Whaley uh, really impressed me, dude. Mm-hmm. As a as a fighter, as a fighting fan, mm-hmm. uh, this is a, a an actual girl that can that can finish and is somebody to look out for, in my opinion. Um, and I think there's a reason that they're giving her Tisha Torres this early on. You, you she's think, on the main card. Yeah, dude. I, I, dude that's what's crazy, man. And she's the favorite. She's the favorite up against Tisha Torres on the main card. She's minus one. So this is like her coming out party then. Somewhat. Damn. All right. I mean, she already and they already again. She already subbed uh, Aguilar in the first round. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a that's a, a solid a, win. It's a solid win. Jessica Aguilar is no slouch either. So and to bloody her up and submit her in the first round. That's pretty she good. She was ver- ferocious. You know, I mean, I really love seeing a fighter that has ferocity in her striking, mm-hmm. uh, some viciousness uh, in her approach to the sport. Yeah. Um, uh, attacking even when there's certain scenarios that aren't good, they're still yeah, going yeah. for submissions off the back or attacking and aggressive, powerful in, in escapes, explosive in, yeah. in transitions. You know, like a lot of little things in this fighter that I'm 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 pretty stoked about. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be a huge test for yeah. with Torres, dude, because she's been in there. But at the same time, I man. I, I'm excited to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what what Whaley can do. And I, I my my official pick will be Whaley, and I hope you pick Tisha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for Tisha. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going for Tisha. I think she. Uh, I just I don't know. I think T, uh, Tisha is just she's fought a higher caliber of opponents. Very true. You know, Rose Namajunas twice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fucking Joanna. Uh, yeah, which was Jessica a close Andrade. Fight, Jessica Andrade. Um, she did she beat Jessica Andrade? Lost. That's decision though, right? Yeah. She. Okay. That's the thing is, is Aguilar. She's never or, been excuse finished. me. Torres is really tough to finish. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't she's think she's ever been finished. I think Whaley might be able to sub her. Um, dude, she's that kind of fighter, bro. I'm telling you. I I see. T- I'm gonna bet on Tisha. I'm gonna throw five bucks on Tisha. That's a. I mean, Tisha's Boom. plus plus one hundred. So I mean, that's a that's decent. That's a decent spot for her, dude. So, ladies and gentlemen, what that means is, for every dollar that you bet, you get a dollar back. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting it yet? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, but no, I, I really am going for Tisha. I, I just think she's fought a tougher uh, the, the the tougher opponents. I think she's training with. Um, Raquel Pennington, who had a really bad performance against Amanda Nunez, but that's because Amanda Nunez is... By, by training, you mean fucking, right? I mean, the training never ends, apparently, with those yeah. two, right? Like, they're just... They're, they're lovers. Fucking and fighting. They're lovers, sorry. Yeah, they're I, I came out, I came out uh, aggressive. But they're fighters, so I figure they're getting after it. I digress. Um, also, can you grab me a Pilsner? Yeah, of course. 
so Derek's in the first fight that we're finally going to differ on. Thank God, because this was going to get a, become a real boring podcast. Uh, I'm like, I also agree. I think you're right. You're also right. We're both going to get participation trophies. <laughs> yes, we are. I don't care what place we come There's in. There's no winners or losers. The point is, is that we tried. Uh, so you got Tisha. Yeah, I got Tisha on that uh, one. I got I Tisha got... by decision. I don't see Tisha finishing this chick, but I also don't see this chick doing much against Tisha. I, I... see the chick maybe winning the first round, but I see Tisha putting it up and then maybe winning the end of round two and all of round three. Especially if this girl's never really gone into the third round because she's finishing everyone in the first. She's finished a lot, yeah. She I has just, gone to the third, but not against a caliber like Tisha. So I would be with you to say, uh, I'm going to say Whaley, and especially since you've kind of convinced me a little bit, I'm going to go by, I'm going to say unanimous mm. decision, but it's going to be a, uh, uh, what is it, 29-28? I think it's going to be unanimous 29-28. Uh, I think it's going to be two rounds to one uh, for Whaley. Okay. If that's how that works out. Okay. I see Tisha Torres split decision. Okay. I mean, that that means we're real close here, Fight Fans. We're real close. We're real close. No matter what, I see Tisha winning. I I just think she's going to have a higher output in the later rounds. Um, She probably is going to get put in danger the first round, if you're telling me this girl is that good. I'm going to show you something Um, I just don't. I just don't see how she can put Tisha away. She beat Jessica Aguilar, dog. <laughs> I'm just, just going to only say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, All right. for sure. All right, so we got that one. Now we're into like the three fights that are, again, we, we keep beating the dead horse on this, but they're all fucking main event caliber. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ben Askren versus Robbie oh, Lawler. this one, man. Ben Askren. The this is the one. one. Okay, so this, in my opinion, dude... Uh, I was, dude, I was all about Ben Askren. And I'm sure you see where I'm getting at with this. I'm all about Ben Askren. But as of late, been reading up on Robbie Lawler, he took a lot of time off because he had to get his knee completely reconstructed. And now, since he's taking this time off, his knee's 100% healed. He was in an interview, which he's supposed to say this, but I really believed him. He was like, dude, I feel... So much better than my last few fights, this and that, yada, yada, yada. I'm ready to go out there and fucking really put on a show. I am actually... I, deep down inside, really want Ben Askren to win because I'm such a huge fan of his, dude. But I actually... Robbie? I know, dude. But, but isn't Robbie so likable? Robbie... No, this is the one... This is like uh, when... Um, shit, dude. This is one of those fights where... I fucking I love it, but then I hate it because like no matter Robbie who Lawler loses, Cerrone? yeah, like that one. I just watched that earlier. Or, uh, uh, yeah, one. like that. That's a great example. That one sucked. Uh, what was another one that happened? <laughs> that one recently? sucked. Like yeah, it was a good fight, but like great, I just fight, hate watching. I hate when two fighters that I really like fucking fight, and then one's got to lose. One's got to lose. One yeah. has to lose. That makes sense. It sucks, man. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, I actually see Lawler winning this fight. And I only say that because I've watched a couple of highlights of Ben Askren, and his striking is so bad, amateur. Okay. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say bad, but you beat me to it. Sorry. Um, it's so amateur <laughs> that the fights are standing, and I and but Robbie knows enough. He's uh, he's a good enough of a take of a wrestler 
to at least keep the fight, to at least avoid one to two takedowns. And in that time, dude, I see him really catching Askren. Mm-hmm. I really do, Me man. Too. Like I see him catching Askren. I see him circling out. I see him landing at least one really good shot that's immediately going to take that that takedown accuracy down 10, 15 notches. And then, you know, it's just going to continue to chop away on that tree. Well, my question to you is, is do you think that he's going to catch him? Uh, like, so Robbie avoiding the takedowns, right? Amazing takedown defense mm-hmm. uh, against Cerrone. He really showed that, like stuffing 13 or 14. Dude, more so Johnny Hendricks. Oh, In the better. second fight. Even In the better. second fight. The first fight, so Johnny Hendricks actually was Ben Askren's rival in the college days. Right. And then, uh, or not right, but okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm no, like, you, you right, know. I knew that. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> no, you, you, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so like uh, in the college days, it was Ben Askren, uh, Tyrone Woodley, but they were both on the same team, uh-huh. and Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks actually has uh, a win over both guys, but they also have wins over him. So it was always a toss up. So they're always Ben Askren's the only one that actually went to the Olympics. So he made it to the Olympics, mm-hmm. and he won the first round, lost the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made it to the Olympics, though. To even go to the Olympics in Beijing in 2008, I think it was, or some shit like that. And didn't Cormier, Cormier was same, like a yeah, silver yeah, medalist or something like that? He was like, like a bronze, I think. Bronze, bronze he medaled, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I believe so. I but believe just, so. Just I to believe give so. the listeners like, yes. a kind of a range here uh-huh. for their weight class. Yeah. Like, Cormier medaled I his weight class. I think so, yeah. I know I the only person I know for sure was Henry Cejudo. He won gold that year. Wow, that's putting yeah. everything into perspective. Yeah, Henry Cejudo is the only – to my memory, I could be wrong. He might have been at the, the second one. But to my memory, I'm pretty sure Henry Cejudo was the only one that won gold. Is he the only uh, UFC fighter that you know of that has uh, won a gold medal? He's in? the only UFC fighter to ever win gold medal is in he? the Olympics. Yeah, Because Demetrius Johnson used to kind of make light of that. Yeah, no, no, it's it's like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, like Ronda Rousey got bronze, and everyone made a big deal about that. Touche. Yeah. Um, okay, so just for um, parameters on. No, yeah, for sure. So he's a um, so Ben Askren, super high level. Super high level, dude. Like fucking, there's no question about it. No, no question about it. Um, here's the thing: if Ben Askren gets Robbie to the ground. I, in the first round, dude, I just don't see him keeping Robbie there the entire time. I don't. I just. I just can't. I, I mean, I get it. Ben Askren's at his. You know, he's at his strongest. Robbie's at his strongest. But Robbie's such a seasoned vet, and he's been fighting for so long, and he's just so crafty, and he can he can hurt you from with short shots, even off his back. How long do you think it takes Ben Askren to shoot? Ah, uh, that's a really good question. I don't know. What do you think the over under on that would be? What do you think it should be? Uh, seconds, right? We're going by yes. seconds. Uh, uh, in my minutes? opinion, in going, my opinion, are we going hours? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Rounds? What, <laughs> yeah, right. what, are, what are you saying? Um, in my uh, opinion, in my opinion, it should be seconds. I think the over under absolutely, should absolutely. be set at like twelve and a half seconds to for a shoot for a for shot a shoot. Uh, I'd say way less than that, man. And, uh, honestly, you think he'll do it in less than twelve and a half seconds from the, the from the opening bell. Yeah, I say thirty seconds. Thirty. Yeah, that's where the over under is. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I think he shoots before then. Just you so you so? know, in, in that line, uh-huh. um, I either think he shoots before then, or I think he waits two minutes and thirty seconds, like a whole half round, and just circles and circles and circles. It would just eat shots. Tries to tries no, to no, just circles. Just stays on his bike. And that's just... the thing, man. Lawler's gonna stalk him, dude. Like, yeah, Lawler is such a soft spoken guy, but when that shit fucking and he gets aggressive. Uh, he but gets the thing is, is really like, aggressive, dude. Well, his aggressiveness and like his uh, when he throws and uh, 
Robbie Lawler, in my opinion, throws from the shoulders. He's mm-hmm. one of those types of per- people, like, when he's throwing his haymakers, they're hooks from the shoulders. Like, he's throwing these fucking yeah. boom, boom, like Tyson back in the back in his day. Yeah. Uh, when he opens up like that against Askren, I mean, I, I think Askren shoots on one of those. Like, so mm-hmm. if, if, in my opinion, Lawler is going to do his best to not open up early. Uh, I think he's going to take, uh, I mean, he takes different approaches in each of his last few fights, but I think he's going to take a very cautious, keep my distance. I'm not going to try to open up early because that's going to open me up for a takedown against uh, Askren, and he knows that he can't, he doesn't want to go to the ground against Askren. Yeah. If he can keep this fight standing, he wins. Everybody in the fucking world Absolutely. knows this, right? Absolutely, yeah. So I how just, do you keep this fight standing? Is by keeping your distance and using your range, using your experience, using your octagon. True, you don't, man. You don't have just, to, to blitz him on in the early rounds here. You know yeah. what I mean? The, again, like I'm my, my pick officially is going to be on, on Lawler via TKO. Okay. Um, but once Askren gets him down, I'm going to be fucking cheering for Askren. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, dude, it's it's one of those fights, man. Like, I fucking like, I really like both guys. The moment they I announced they it, I was against fucking, somebody else besides. Dude, Lyle. I wanted to see him against uh, Darren Till. I wanted to see Askren against Darren Till, or, Askren uh, Usman, or uh, Kamar Usman, uh, fucking the guy that nobody likes. Shit, thank you. That's uh, the one uh, I want. Uh, Colby Covington. Colby Covington. I would like to Put have seen him against that. that guy. I would have liked to have seen him against that. Um, Santiago Paldenivio or Paldenadio, whatever the fuck, the guy that everyone's all hyped up on right now. That, uh, that oh, Argentinian. Ponsonivio? Ponsonivio, thank you. I would have liked to have seen him. He's also welterweight. That's a tough fight for him, I think. Dude, for sure, but I would like to have seen that over Lawler. Yeah, Lawler's Here's me, man. Like, no one's talking about him, dude. Like, Nobody's talking about Lawler's just sitting there, just quietly, like, okay, I'm yeah, dude, fuck this guy up. Dude, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just think it's a. And again, when they first announced it, I was like, oh, dude, Ashton's just going to out-grapple him. But now, just, I don't know. I just got this weird feeling. I just think that as long as Lawler uh, takes a smart approach to this, and he's a veteran, yeah. and hopefully he will, uh, and all the pressure is on Ben Askren to, to basically make good on his word. Yeah. Uh, and to show off his undefeated record and to live up to the hype. All the hype is on Askren. Lawler is a UFC champion that's going up here against a guy making his UFC debut. Who has no striking? Dude, it's such a amateur <laughs> striking. It's, it is, it's man, not and good. he knows it. And it, he's yeah. a very self-aware fighter on that. He knows yeah. that he throws. He's like, oh, these my gloves aren't going to be able to read how fast I throw because I only throw thirty-five miles an hour. And oh not yeah, be able to very slow. Pick up how slow I throw. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. But he doesn't need it to be undefeated. Dude, that's the thing, man. Like, I I just don't know if we're. I think the UFC has gotten to a point where it has evolved so much where you can't just rely on one aspect anymore, especially the top five, top ten guys. Like maybe if he would have fought uh, fucking Mike Perry. Oh, my, he destroys Mike Perry. He destroys Mike Perry. There's no way Mike Perry's getting him off. No. He submits Mike Perry, I, I think. I think if he, he submits Mike Perry, I think he submits the guy um, – uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I can't remember his name, so I'm not even gonna attempt it. Um, but he's the other. He's a black British guy that Darren Till got into an argument with when they announced Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, yeah, I, I forget his name, but uh, but yeah, man, Ben, ben Askren. I just I would love to have seen Paul Daly? him fight. No, not not Paul Daly. Um, I would love to have seen. Dude, here's the thing, man. In the welterweight division, there's it's murder's row right now. There's so many fucking killers. The top ten. I, I believe that the top 10 can beat 
any anyone in the top ten can beat the other guy on any given day. I already mentioned uh, Colby Covington, Kamara Usman, Darren Till, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Robbie Lawler, Rafael dos Anjos, fucking um, I can't forget the champion Tyrone Woodley. Now you have Ben Askren, uh, Ponzinibbio. Uh, fuck, dude, the list goes on and on, man. Like, there, uh, Jorge Masvidal. There's so many fighters in the top 10 in the welterweight division. I just hate that they put Askren against Lawler. Because if there's anyone, there could not be a worse matchup, stylistically, for Askren than a counter-wrestler who trained his entire life, practically, with the likes of Pat Militage and fucking uh, Matt Hughes, and he was training at ATT, and I don't think he's with ATT anymore, but he's still fucking training with the best coaches in the world. Like, that's just the worst possible matchup. It should... Ah, man. Fuck, Ben. I really hope Ben Ashton goes out there and just grapple fucks Robbie Lawler and holds him down and beats on him, maybe submits him. I don't want to see Lawler get hurt. I also don't want to see Ben Ashton get knocked out, so I'm kind of torn here. But we'll see, man. We're, we're definitely going to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, my final prediction on that is um, Lawler via TKO. Because if it goes all three rounds, I actually have Askren on that one. If, if it goes all three rounds, I think eventually round one is going to be the most crucial round in the entire fight. 2,000% agree. Yeah, it's the, that, that, that's what's going to let me know, okay, is this going to be a blitz of Lawler just putting away Askren? Or is this going to be Askren doing what he does best? And that's... Right in the wave and holding this dude down and just fucking submitting him eventually or just out wrestling him. See, I think that if if Lawler abandons all fucking striking worries and just focus on takedown defense and and subtle shots uh, on the feet, or eventually, or maybe just frustrates Askren enough. Like I've stuffed twenty, like a Damian Maya Tyrone. I can see this being like a Damian Maya Tyrone Woodley style fight, um, where it's boring. And but that's. God damn it, that's not Lawler's, like, mm-hmm. it's not his style is to yeah. be that cerebral and care that much about the win. Yeah. So I do see, yeah, I, I do see uh, yeah. Askren taking taking him down at some point. I do see him probably taking him down two of the three rounds at some point. For sure. And uh, those takedowns being enough to win the yeah. decision. So I got Askren by decision here. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So, so another one that you and I disagree on. Cool. Nice. <laughs> it's two <laughs> yes um but i do really i i hate i will say this uh if askrin does take lawler down i will not be rooting for askrin even though i picked him mm. uh there's kind of like a frankie edgar uh mm. i have a soft spot in my heart for lawler and dude ever since that fight against Roy mcdonald man i just been like dude that fight and oh so yeah yeah that yeah, was that, a hell of a fight Lawler, you got a soft spot in my heart forever, dog. I got respect for you, Much buddy. respect, man. You're a fucking fighter, dude, and I don't ever want you to lose. <laughs> um, but I also really like Ben Askren, so I'm torn on this one. I am also picking Ben Askren as the smart money. Dude, Ben trains with Woodley, and, I mean, Woodley... Every... So... That's a hell of a, a, a training partner. Every... You know when, like, DC... A, a, a very talented fighter talks about and qualifies a fighter like... Um, uh, Khabib mm-hmm. and talks about like this is the strongest 
wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like he he tosses heavyweights around. He's super strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all the type of same verbiage I've been getting about Ben Askren about mm-hmm. being one of the strongest people in the clinch, uh, just strongest people in general, uh, hand grip and all that stuff. So. Um, yeah, I just think he's a special type of grappler. Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear uh, high-end athletes qualifying another high-end athlete like that, especially in the same game, yeah, in the same weight class, yeah, yeah. and Tyrone Woodley being the champion, saying you guys might see me get fucked up here, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so I'm I'm actually not betting any money on that one. I'm staying away from that fight. I, I would probably stay away from it, but listeners, take my opinion on this one. Just sit back and enjoy the fight, as opposed to adding any extra anxiety on putting money on it. That's my own personal opinion. Unless you fucking know something I don't, which chances are you don't, motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude. I'm getting a little too cocky there. Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm staying away from that fight. I might my, my bet on the on the over, because I do think it most likely will go three rounds. But Any of you DraftKings people that think that Lawler uh, is going to starch him on the way in, uh, Lawler is the... Fifth cheapest guy on DraftKings. So if anybody's listening to this for that aspect, uh, Lawler is an intriguing play if you want to take a home run shot on him starching Askren. Um, but other than that, I would stay the fuck away from this fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So now we're to the co-main and the main event. So both of these are title fights. Both yeah. of these are going to be five-rounders. Uh, really excited. For the co-main, I'd say more so than the main. I think the co-main is going to be more competitive than the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a better matchup stylistically. And, um, yeah, I think it's got a better opportunity for the dog to win. Uh, Kamara That's fair. Usman is plus 150 versus Tyrone Woodley, minus 180. Again, all of these lines are subject to change, so don't quote me. Um, the fight to go inside the distance is minus 115. Uh, so it's pretty much a pick em for this to go to a decision or for it to finish. Um, whew, yeah, what, what's what's your take? This is another fight. So I don't know if you remember earlier when I said Zabit versus um, fucking Stevens was like a toss-up. Uh, this is the second fight that I think on this card is also a toss-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Uh, this was the fight I was thinking you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of kind of brush up on it. Oh, we, oh yeah. well, on the text messages too. Right. Um, I do think Usman can win the last three rounds, and I only say that because Woodley, he's such a, uh, a he's such a fucking crazy freak athlete. He relies a lot on explosion. Sorry. He he relies a lot on explosion, and I do see that can really zap your gas tank, and he's. His last couple of challenges outside of Darren Till. Well, Darren Till only went to the second round, so we couldn't really say much. But somebody like Usman, I don't see Woodley taking him out right away. I see uh, I see Usman and Woodley being pretty much a stalemate for the first couple rounds. Me too. And rounds three, four, and five, I can see either fighter picking up the pace and putting it on the other opponent. So with that being said, I am going for Woodley. I think he's going to win. I, I just, I can't see the only area. Okay. So the only area where I see Woodley really putting it on Usman isn't in the striking where I think a lot of people are kind of seeing it because Woodley's known for his knockout power. I, I see in the submissions. That's what the common fan would think. Yeah. I see in the submissions. Yes, sir. And I only say that because when Usman, when Kamar Usman fought Rafael Dos Anjos, 
The only time in the fight where one fighter was put in danger was not when Usman had uh, Dos Anjos against the fence. It was actually when Dos Anjos had uh, Usman in the two submission attempts. There was one time where he had him in a guillotine that was really fucking close, and the second time was a, a Kimura that was even more close where I thought for sure uh, half Javier Dos Anjos could have finished it. Like right. if, A little bit more time on the clock – a little bit earlier in the round where they weren't as like slippery. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, I think Rafael dos Anjos would have finished that fight, and I really think that because there is no point in that fight where where Kamar Usman really had dos Anjos in danger. Like he really didn't have him on like that. Oh my god, the fight's gonna get stopped soon. It was just like oh he just he's just bullying him, and then every single time Kamar committed too much or did too much or or did like a sloppy takedown, Rafael uh, dos Anjos would just would snatch on a submission. And I'm not saying Woodley, based off his last performance, man, he's a submission guy too. He, he can be. He absolutely. can be. He's, he's a Division One. He for sure can too. be, man. Here's the thing, man. If he gets a hold of an arm or neck, you think he's not going to crank that shit? He's super strong and super crank. But he normally does that, in my opinion, against less athletic fighters. That's very fair. That's very, very fair. And less explosive. Just, he's usually mm-hmm. the more, more explosive, yeah. more athletic, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. more imposing fighter. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I just, uh, I just see, I feel like Kamaru Usman. I feel like Kamar Usman gets a little bit too relaxed in the fight. He gets a little bit too. Uh, he kind of he's more prone to go into cruise control than Woodley is. So if the fight's going really well for him, he'll go in cruise control. Where somebody like Woodley is actually trying to take you out. Maybe maybe not take you out because Damian Maya was a di- different story. They went all five rounds. Maybe not take you out, but he's still in the fight. He's still like, hey, you're not – I'm not taking it easy on you. I'm not letting off the gas tank. He's still looking to finish. He's still looking to finish for sure. I feel like Usman is more of the – Oh, he's – I'm, I'm gonna, cool to go to a decision yeah, and win I'm the totally, fight. I just want to win the fight. I'm totally cool with that. But that mentality that I, all I really need and want to do is win <laughs> the fight. It's mm-hmm. that sort of thing that will make him not take risks. Very true. He doesn't but against really a champion risks. though. Just based off of uh, of what I've seen throughout the history of the sport, in terms of whenever, judging, or in, ter- in terms of judging, whenever you have a fight that that, that is that close, they tend to favor the champion. They, like you kind of have to take it for the champion. Well, you know that. what I mean? Um, so uh, yes, I agree. I yes, I agree. Kamar Usman, if all you have to do is just go out there and win. I can see him doing that for sure. But somebody against Woodley, though, you kind of have to take it from him. You have to beat him, yeah. You have to beat him. Uh, you may not have to knock him out or submit him, right, right but you have to make it – you have to at least win those three rounds decisively. You have to. Right. Otherwise, the judges are going to give it to Woodley every single time. Yeah, if it's 2.6 to 2.4, even yeah, if you win that. Yeah, it's going to be like majority decision or split decision or some bullshit like right. that. Woodley will get it. Uh, yeah, for sure. So I, I, I see Woodley. I, my, my, I'm going to bet on Woodley. I know he's a favorite, but not by much though, right? Uh, this one's actually minus one eighty Woodley and yeah plus one fifty Kamara. Yeah, see now, dude, this is the one. Like this is you mentioned this earlier. This is that one fight where it would be worth money to bet on the dog. In my opinion, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent, a one hundred percent agree with you. Because this a really real win is streak too, but not the not yeah, most dude. notable. But like <clears throat> everything I've noticed about this fighter since he was in the the Ultimate Fighter uh-huh. uh, was I was like, damn it, he's annoying. I didn't like his fighting style, and I hated it actually. I, I still don't like, like his fighting style. I still hate it. Yeah, yeah I don't. Like it. I, I respect I him. Respect but, it. Nah. Yeah, but I don't like it. It's not a fan favorite style. He's not. He's not. But what I have come to respect is his winning mentality yeah. and his ability to dominate fights, to not take. It's not similar to Mayweather, but like almost in that 
No, okay. I'm not. Fuck Mayweather. Stay out of that world. World. But like, the guy's a winner. Yeah. Uh, you put up a winner against a prima donna a little bit, like Tyrone Woodley, who has his expectation now to win. Like he just dispatched Darren Till in that like finishing fashion, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he got a little bit of his confidence back. And he's like, okay, another up and coming challenger. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, all of the verbiage that I've gotten out of Woodley has been discrediting Usman's talent. Discredit, discredit, discredit. Mm-hmm. He's a division two. Yeah, his talent is wrestling in the UFC, but he was a division two wrestler. I'm a mm-hmm. division one wrestler. It's night and day. And it's like, yeah, but isn't necessarily true. But it's like, but yeah, very. I mean, I'm gonna stay out of that world because yeah. I don't know it. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't have the rest. I'm not gonna pretend like I know it very well, but I know it you, enough. You to know more than I, me. I know it enough to where, I from what I was told and what I've read, that's not necessarily true. I just don't think you can hide behind it. As, no, as what I'm saying, like you're about to, you're about to face this man. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether he could also be doing that just to kind of put that mental. Maybe he's putting a mental whatever uh, in his know, head, like, but it's like, yeah. dude, this guy's a this this Usman's been a grinder and he's found ways to win all of his matches pretty much mm-hmm. ever since I he's been undefeated since I've seen him fight in the Ultimate Fighter yeah. and he's been doing nothing but winning fights in pretty much dominant fashion. I haven't really seen him threatened mm-hmm. very often. Like, don't get me wrong, there was a couple times in that Dos Anjos fight and then also in the Meek fight. Uh, in the first round, he he kind of exposed his head on a takedown uh, and left it in for a single arm guillotine. Um, but he kept his composure and and got out of it in the first. You know, I there's that's like you, like I, I texted you about about this fight earlier because it was a coin flip in my like I couldn't see it. You know what I mean? I, I just don't. A lot of these other fights I could see, and this fight I can't really see. Um, I if if I in my opinion if Usman doesn't engage takes us into deep waters takes in, takes us into the third fourth and fifth round he is the leaner fighter with mm-hmm. just as much power or excuse me just as much uh, athleticism and explosiveness mm-hmm. and I think that that explosiveness and his I think his skills last longer than Woodley's mm-hmm. um, just based on their frames uh, and their muscle build and all that. So I do think that if it goes later, uh, I think that could bode well for for Usman's style. But that's what I was saying. Like the only way I see him winning is in those later rounds. I, and I agree with I you. Do. He actually, I just watched. I, you and I had this conversation earlier today. I just watched uh, an, the interview that we were watching. Little wasn't that Kamar Usman that we watched? Mm-hmm. Am I making that up? Yeah, he said I see of I see me finishing him in the third or fourth round via TKO, and I'm like, oh shit, that's kind of what. I was saying, like, I see the only way I see him winning. I didn't see the, the finish. I don't think. I don't think he finishes Woodley personally. But I mean, if he if he makes this a grueling fight and a clinch a clinch warfare, I mean, I could see him making this a clinch warfare for the first two rounds and then dragging him into deep waters in the third and then then really trying to impose. Yeah, he could. But Woodley's takedown defense is special. His Dude, sprawl and brawl is special. Yes, I hundred percent agree. But for me, the one. The one uh, difference as far as the one attribute that Woodley has that in that I don't believe Usman has seen in his previous opponents, and that's the just the straight blitzing speed. The athleticism. Yes, but yes, okay, for sure. The fast twitch, the that, fast that, twitch, that, explosive, that uh, athleticism. Very fast wind up overhand right and then on top of that not only can he cover not only can he hit you but he can cover three four feet of of distance and still hit you with that overhand right 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I just I don't see Usman moving back fast enough. I don't even see his striking to be that great. You know, he might. The guy kind of relies on staying behind his jab and using his length and using that, yeah, his athleticism. And that that could be, dude. His striking is nowhere near Woodley's in my no, opinion. No, but that basic striking formula can right. be the perfect recipe to beat somebody like Woodley. If you think about if it, he just, the if very he just basic fundamentals: jab, jab, jab. Stay keep behind it distance. your jab. Keep it distance. Use your range. Yeah. Use don't really worry about the takedown. You know, like that whole thing. It he could, doesn't have it could to worry the, about really uh, Woodley's takedowns yeah. for the most part. In my yeah, like, for sure. Because like, dude, uh, Darren Till got caught because he was going in for a lead uppercut. Well, he was exactly Darren Till was just going in trying to fucking finish, just, dude. I, I think I think he Darren Till was a victim Donald of his Cerrone. own success. Yeah, exactly, dude. That's the best. God damn it, dude. That's the way that I've been trying to to verbalize Zabit. Uh, what I think he might be a victim of his own success oh, and allowing too confident. other too confident allowing guys into into his pocket. Ah, uh, I got you. And allowing guys to get into his range. Yeah. Um, into that striking That's range. Fair. I didn't watch his last fight. I watched the highlight of the submission, but I didn't watch the whole fight. So he, if you're telling me that, that guy, guy got into his pocket, still got into his range and was still able to land strikes. That was a second round submission. I want to say. Damn. So that, yeah, that's, he got that's out of the bad, first round. Bad so, recipe against somebody like Jeremy Stevens. A minus fourteen hundred, and the guy before him. I love how we keep going back to that there. fight. I want to watch that fight, dude. So that's, a, that's a fight that I'm like, dude. I'm not missing that fight. So excited about that. fight. That's on dude. the ESPN. It's the, main, it's the main event of the prelims on ESPN. I'm folks. not missing that fight. There's no fucking way, dude. Yeah, it's a free one. There's no way I'm missing that fight, dude. There's so many stylistically intriguing God, matchups on this so one, dude. Oh, the allergies are fucking with me, dude. Uh yeah, dude. Fucking Woodley till who, who's your who's your pick on that? On uh, uh, the Woodley Kamara. Yeah. Uh okay, so this is another scenario. I, I do most of my picks now via DraftKings, so like that's what I'm trying to do is win DraftKings. Okay. So Kam- I'm going heavy on uh, Kamara. Okay. Uh, Percentage wise, uh, yeah. So my my I guess my fuck, I hate to go against Woodley in this scenario, but. Yeah, my pick is going to be uh, Usman, especially for being just a super live dog. Yeah. Um, I think this is a spot where if you're trying to put some units on an underdog, yeah, you could do a lot worse on this card than putting it on Usman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's actually my favorite underdog in this card. Oh, shit, for sure. So, yeah, he's hey, my... Dude, he's the one... Dude. He's so, the one that can do it. So, I'll go, if, I'll go if official. Anyone... I'll go official Usman. For sure. If... It's either Usman or or Stevens, in my opinion, as far as being the underdogs that can fucking pull it off. God, he's right there too, dude. Dude, like it's like those those two guys where I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know, and let the record show that I'm saying I am picking Woodley officially, but by this once again, it's, it's fifty five forty five, dude. Right, like, exactly. It's so exactly. close, so e- close. Exactly. Um, Damn. The one fight, Alex Perez and Cody Stamen, I'm also a coin flip. I, I'm not, yeah, that's right. But I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I was looking through my list of fights gotcha. here, and I'm like, those are the, the top three fights that I'm like really confused on uh, and have the most questions about. Mm. So just full discrepancy. For sure. Um, so you're going official Woodley, right? Woodley? Yes, sir. That's that's fair. Officially Woodley. I wish I was. Wishy, wishy. I'm actually Woodley jealous by, of your stance um, on that because I want to be official Woodley. Dude, it's tough. Um, I actually see Woodley winning either uh, decision or submission. Those those two methods would be the ones that I see. That's him very fair, dude. He's on a streak, dude. But he's also lost fights in his past, dude. And, he uh, has. Yeah, yeah, Kamara's, yeah. Kamara's streaking in one direction. And that's why I'm like, 
I'm okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to take a dog, if I'm going to be like, oh, I don't feel too confident about my pick, I at least want it to be on a streaking fighter that's, yeah. that is uh, shown a way to win. So I, Fair. That's, that's, again, that's my, that's my Switzerland stance on, on that uh, take. Um, Hell to the yeah. All right. Down to the main event. Down to it, dude. Down to the nitty-gritty, dude. Which, uh, which is funny, man, because there's so many great fights on this card that the main event's almost been kind of overshadowed by the sheer weight of the entire 235 card. Right, well, there's more. I think there's more competitive fights on this card than this one, at least on paper. On paper. No, here's a... On 100% paper. agree. I, I, okay. Before I give my, my prediction, this is another fight where, yes, John Jones most likely is going to go out there and prove why he is considered to be one of the greatest mixed martial artists to ever do it. But Smith, Anthony Smith, this fucking guy, dude. Now, shit. He's just that guy. Now, he's not a guy that he's not a guy that just like got thrown into the fucking lion's den. And was like, oh, you're a big name. You have, you're coming off of three exciting fights. We're going to give you a title shot. No, this guy's been fighting for a minute. He was actually in the UFC before. Right. And then he lost, came back in the middleweight division, did very well, lost against um, that Tiago Santos guy, and then decided, you know what? This weight cut thing actually isn't working out for me. It's actually hurting me more than, than benefiting me from being the bigger fighter. I'm just going to go up to 205. Right. And then best decision he's made in his entire career because look, now he has a, he has a title shot. He's, no, yeah, exactly. Now, black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, uh, 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 black belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, uh, he's just game, dude. This guy, he throws punches in very awkward angles. I don't know if he's got a chin because I've never really seen him tested. Ooh, I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Did not mean to yawn. Um, it's been a long day. Uh... Yeah, I just now this is another fight where you could bet on the dog, and there is a chance that Anthony Smith can pull it off. Now, is that a a, a big chance? No, it's actually a very slim one, uh, but it could happen. Anthony Smith can go out there and shock the world. The one thing that he has been saying that I 100% agree with, and that is, uh, he is saying that John Jones usually has. Everyone beat before they leave the locker room. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. And I truly believe that Anthony Smith is not going to be intimidated. I don't think so. I think he will be more intimidated by the by the sheer volume and the bright lights. But even then, dude, even like then. the stage will be too big? That, uh, yes and no. Well, by, by, just volume, the, by, by the volume, volume isn't like, strikes. holy, no, no, no. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Or like the no, noise. Uh, the... Uh, no, no. I, I mean as in like, holy fuck, I'm fighting for a world championship. Holy shit, that's John Jones. Holy right. shit, like this is like my, you know, like I've been my Shot. whole life has been coming to this one moment. Like I could see him being a little nervous. I did hear him say a quote like I didn't put myself here by accident. That's also a fucking really like, cool he, thing. But dude. he is he's saying he's all talking, the right shit. That's dude. what I'm saying. I don't know if he's I actually believe him, dude. I believe I, 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 I believe do. that he believes himself. Yeah. I, I believe I do. that. I believe Jeremy Stevens more than I believe him though with based off of what they're yes, saying. Yes, sir, dude. Honestly, you well, know, like, well put the, uh, the I, mental I, approach I, is a, a yeah, factor in this one. Yeah, for sure. Like I really like when well, Jeremy Stevens talks, I really I feel like he really means it. He's talking about light and like if if any of you listeners aren't like like fully grown up or whatever, like sorry, but like Jeremy Stevens is talking about real life shit. Like mm-hmm. he's Talking about perspective, self-awareness, uh, growth. 
um, understanding, like all of these things that like, I mean, he got a real slice of humble pie. I mean, he, he's been, but he's been in the game for a long time. Yeah. Something clicked in Jeremy Stevens, dude, the way that he's talking about this fight, he's no longer going to be just like a fucking, uh, a single minded brawler that's looking to knock this person out. Yeah. He seems to be evolved in almost his consciousness, uh, not to sound too hippie on you, yeah. on you guys audience, but like. I joked with uh, with Derek earlier. I was like, I'm pretty sure uh, Jeremy Stevens ripped the DMT pen, dude, like uh, before this fight, because this person seems mm. very consciously aware of, of his surroundings. So, For sure. Yeah. Um, I hate to say this, but it's almost, again, I stand by what I said. Anthony Smith can go out there and win. He can. He 100% can. He can go out there. I'm not saying John Jones is not taking him lightly. I don't think John. I think John Jones is too professional for that, and he's wasted too much time too dealing with a bunch of BS. And uh, not BS as far as like it's he did a bunch of stupid shit, so he had to pay the price for that. And that price, you, I mean, there's only so much money you can pay before. I mean, John Jones is he's no. There's no secret. Motherfucker is very wealthy, so paying all those fines and all this other shit probably didn't hurt him as much as the time that he lost. Right, I for, think the, he, for his legacy. Exactly. Like I, I really think that is what hurt him the most because he said, I've been out for so long, I feel like my fans deserve a busy champion. Okay, cool. You told me all everything I need to know. So like you are taking this dude very serious. You don't plan on going out there and losing by a fluke accident. Right. I do believe Anthony Smith can win, but I also believe win or lose – Anthony Smith is just happy that he can look back on his career and said, I fought John Jones. Right. I had a title shot. I I shared, I had that moment. I fought Tyson. Yeah. You know, and that's, I do fucking, that's more than what you and I can say. You know, like that's fucking awesome. Sure. I'm a fine John. (laughs) (laughs) That airport, when you see him, dude. I'm a little sleep girl punk ass. Listen, bro. I'm going to wait till you're 47. Yeah, right. And uh, getting slapped dog. And he's a, he's a fighter 47. So he's going to be like, Body wise, it'd be like sixty seven. He's gonna be very old and hurt, arthritic as fuck. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. drop bungalows on his ass. Bungalows, bro. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, my my pick is Jones. I, I think Jones wins. I think I Jones think wins in a in a very dominant fashion. I will say though, I hate dude, to say that Jones, not to not to fully play devil's advocate here, but like if we look at Jones's uh, last fights, right? Okay. Just to play, just to, what I like to do when I look at uh, a fighter's uh, lead-up fights is I like to discredit them. Okay, so they won, but Mm -hmm. they fed him a baby goat, right? All right. Uh, Chael Sonnen, clearly one-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, Glover Teixeira, old. Uh, Daniel Cormier, old and one-dimensional. Aubin St. Peru, no win ethic, Right. I, I don't want to say no work ethic, but no win ethic. Yeah. The guy the guy will lose. Daniel Cormier again, single dimensional. Gustafson, guy I already beat. Single dimen- you know, not single dimensional, very well rounded, but not as athletic and honestly a guy that you should be probably cleaning up in the heavyweight division if you're you know or the light heavyweight division mm-hmm. if you're John Jones, if you're a GOAT. Gustafson, competitive, but a gatekeeper in my opinion, uh contender, not a champion. I mean, there's not much on here besides, like, a years ago from Machida and Evans, you know, that was actually impressive in my book. Yeah. So in terms of, like, a, a, a an impressive win against an actual contender, you know, I mean... You Alexander Gustafson was a good win? Sort of. Sort of. Gustafson has never really impressed me. 
his wins have been like technical, uh, nothing that's really like shown me that he was going to be a champion and a dominant champion. Like mm-hmm. he couldn't be beat by anybody. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people that could beat Gus, you know, Cormier, you know, there's just, there's a lot of guys that can beat each other. And then Jones was, you know, Jones was beating those guys. Yeah. Uh, Smith. I'm not saying that Smith has shown me enough at light heavyweight to to say that he's the guy that's like going to be the kryptonite, but mm-hmm. he's at least well rounded, uh, and he's also a fighter, like fighter fighter. Like he's uh, one thing that I'm noticing in the interviewing is that a lot of people tend to look at John Jones as a mirror, and they try and tend to wait for him to to do stuff and then react to it, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people take the fight to him, and that's mm-hmm. his stance on it. And again, I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Uh, I still see John Jones taking him no, down. I, I, see, and, I hear and, your point, though. But I, I do think it's a little bit closer of a line than the yeah. than the minus nine hundred for Jones and the plus six hundred for Anthony Smith. I, I, I do. I, I hear your point. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm firing on this in terms of financially, money wise, I, I would bet on uh, Smith in a in a unit or two. Nothing crazy. Like yeah. this isn't a real spot to like fucking hammer down on. Yeah, uh, but I also don't think that Jones is so much of a lock that you can like say bet a thousand dollars and it's a lock. I would no, I would never do that. I actually, I, I would bet a thousand dollars on Jones testing positive for another Pico <laughs> <laughs> before I bet on Jones winning the fight. I would bet a thousand dollars on Johnny Walker uh, knocking out Serkinov. Um, uh, That's fair. That's fair. You think Jones tested positive for another one, though? I'm trying to stay away from that as much. I tried to fucking... <laughs> Dude, I mean, we're, we're just a few no, days away. No, all right. I, I would take that bet. I wouldn't bet you $1,000, but I would uh, probably bet $1,000 that he doesn't test Okay, for positive. sure. Um, okay, fair, fair. If I was a betting man in Vegas, I would yeah. say $1,000 John Jones doesn't test positive on this card. Gotcha. I mean, gotcha. he's due for a clean test. <laughs> I would hope so, dude. <laughs> just based off of the shit luck he's had over the past... Not even luck. I'm just saying he's due for... I mean, Yeah, there's got to be some fucking... The guy's yeah. in a slump, dude. He's, yeah, he's due man. for one. He's due yeah. for a clean one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, dude. That's fucking fun. So, yeah. Final pick. John Jones. How? How, how does he get it done? I think he gets it done by... Uh, uh, I think he gets it done on the ground... Uh, in either the second or third round. Gotcha. I think uh, he's cautious with with uh-huh. with Smith in the first, and he gives him that respect. And I think uh, once he once he f- figures out his timing on the feet, uh, and maybe I mean I think I could see John Jones maybe even like shooting for a takedown at the end of the first to secure the round. Yeah. And just to kind of feel it out. Not, but Smith being still strong in the first. Mm-hmm. But I think slowly but surely, Jones's pressure, athleticism, uh, the tool bag that John Jones has. And the ability to access each tool. So he has a lot of tools to win this fight, but his ability and his, his, his ring IQ to access said tools, I think is going to be a little faster paced than what Smith is, is, is capable of yeah. keeping up with. That's fair. So even though Smith being a very game fighter and having a real awesome fighting mentality, uh, I think he has a real win to, to stay competitive in this. And I think that carries him into the second and maybe third round. But I think that, that pretty soon uh, Jones will outclass him. And um, and and get some sort of finish, either either submission or TKO on the ground. Mm-hmm. But I I think that Smith is at least badass enough to at least wear the shot that 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 hurts him on the feet, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a, a TKO or a sub on the ground. I can see that. I I see uh, I said you what you said. I 100 percent agree with you. I just see it happening the third, fourth round. I see it taking a little bit I can longer, see that. a little bit longer. I can see that. And I only say that because I, I think Smith is actually going to surprise Jones on the ground a little bit. I don't think it's going to be not 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to be a little bit more... He's, uh, he's, he's a, he's, even though he's shorter, he still looks like a solid a guy. Little, by a little bit, though, man. Like, very, uh, just very subtly short, small. like I an just, inch or um, two. But yeah, he, he very, very little, small. Like, he seems like he's beefier. He just looks like he's uh, naturally stronger than Jones. If that, you know, just looking at. I don't him. want to say naturally, just based on all the information that I've heard about how fucking freakishly strong John Jones is. Yeah, that's about, also like, true. Like from Daniel yeah. Cormier, like when John Jones grabbed me, he was freakishly strong. Yeah. So based on that information, that's why I'm like, I, you know, maybe not. I, I don't know. That's that. I, I think that John Jones will will surprise uh, with Smith about how strong he is, and I think that will that Anthony Smith will being the bigger guy um, will mm-hmm. try to utilize his strength and power to try to counter that. But Jones' technical ability combined with his strength mm-hmm. uh, will surprise Anthony Smith, and that will it will force Smith to. Utilize all of his gas tank. Um, it, it just—I I think we we agree on that. I just think it's a question of how early that gas tank depletes before Jones gets to the finish. Yeah, that's fair. That's the way I, I, I'm viewing it. That's fair. So I think we're both on Jones. Well, yeah, for sure. I I, I can't bet against Jones. It's, man. it's too tough. Like, in this I've not scenario. seen. I've not seen. I Cormier was the only one in that first fight that actually gave Jones a challenge. Well, Alexander Gustafson too, but. After watching that rematch, that, that I was Gustafson, like, oh, okay. That Gustafson first fight is what gives me hope because I think that, that Smith is a little bit more of a dangerous fighter, um, a little bit shorter, a little bit more stockier, but 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 more athletic than Gustafson. Yeah. Maybe not as technical, but but more ferocious and more of a fighter, yeah. more of a fighter's mentality than Gustafson. So I do give him a chance, but... It's a slight chance. <laughs> slight. Slight chance. Yes, sir. For sure, man. Well... I think that pretty much wraps up this fucking uh this cast man yes sir this pulled cast uh just under two hours sorry listeners for those of you that uh <laughs> if you're still listening holy shit yeah and if you're not you missed out on Fuck some gems yeah. like derek said <laughs> yeah right uh yeah dude fucking uh that was a great episode episode 52 hopefully uh you all enjoy the fights this week um uh this weekend uh, Mike, you want to fucking break some news on the uh, future project that you're working on, or are you still you're gonna keep that one close to your chest for now? Uh, in terms of the uh, the breakdowns, yeah. Well, yeah, just just going forward, fight fans. I'm gonna be doing. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. They're trying I to fucking. Literally, have never heard that before. They're trying to ruin my plug, Derek. Right. And it's horse shit. Sounds like a foghorn. It does sound like a boat. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking ghost ship is in our goddamn living room this by fucking, ours. Oh, did I, mean, I not Garris. mention this place is haunted? It sounds like it. Um, what is that? I have no idea, man. And listeners, you can hear it sounds that. Sounds like all right. Now it's starting to sound like water water pressure. I think it's someone's phone vibrating. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's somebody really getting after yeah. with a dildo upstairs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, I am going to be doing, uh, continuous deep dives on every fight card. Uh, you might not, all right, that's construction. They do not have a permit for this late. I know, man. I'm just saying that's bullshit. This is, this is a city dwelling. Quiet time was an hour and a half ago, guys. (laughs) The fuck? Um, but yeah, I will be doing deep dives for most of you fight listeners. Uh, probably won't be pertinent for like the co-mains and the main events because you probably have a pretty good understanding of that. But what I'm going to be doing is deep dives on the prelims and the fight pass cards. Uh, and yeah, man, I had a pretty good record uh, over the last four weeks and hoping to continue the streak for this card. 
and um, yeah, don't have an official name or, or thing or platform yet, but once I do, I will be glad to share it with you. But yeah, man. Excited to keep the content and the studying going forward. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. All right, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be rocking these out more often, hoping. We'll see what's up. Uh, either way, enjoy the fights. Enjoy the weekend. Don't drink and drive. And uh, cheers. Cheers.